0: Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us tonight for the Vigilance Press podcast. My name is James Dossie. I'm the owner and publisher of Vigilance Press. Tonight will be Chapter 5 of our ongoing series of uh, adventures in using the Mutants and Mastermind system. This is an actual play session. We'll be sitting down with our players and playing through a, uh, the next chapter in the ongoing saga of this this group of heroes in Beacon City. Uh, tonight's players uh, include Rick Jones. Rick, how are you doing tonight? I am well, thank you. Thank you for being here. Rick is the author of our upcoming uh, publication, Six Gun, which we'll be uh, demoing at the upcoming EtherCon um, in a couple weeks. Here, uh, that's that's an online convention that uses a virtual tabletop. So this will be my first time playing around with the uh, the system. So hopefully, I don't make a complete fool of myself, but. Um, Also helping me demo games at EtherCon will be Tali Gibson, who is here tonight playing Time Slip. Tali, how you doing? Doing well. And uh, Tali's going to be alternating um, GM duties with me, so that, uh, you know, I'll... I'll, I'll, I kind of wish you were the one doing the early shift so I could watch you and learn from, you know, what you're doing, but, you know... (laughs)
1: probably needs to be the other way around but we'll see we'll see i know i know it's uh
0: schedule wise it looks like you're gonna be in the evenings because uh well i'm I'm the only one crazy enough to wake up at 9 a.m and be there until (laughs) until midnight every day but um, i am a bit of a night person i have to (laughs) admit and rounding out our third player tonight is lynn hill lynn how are you doing doing great Lynn is also an author for Vigilance Press. She's uh, working on a project called Beyond the Pale, which uh, will hopefully be out next year. Um, We are currently going uh, through the manuscript and uh, tightening things up right now. So once we get that done and uh, start working on the artwork, we'll be able to start showing some uh, previews for that. So I'm very excited about that. But um, some upcoming releases that everybody can look forward to. Right now in Layout, Black Chapter, um, which if you've been listening to the uh, podcasts, details the setting, the library, where uh, a lot of the adventures have been uh, connected with the library on our Beacon City Adventures, so you kind of got the, the feel for the, um, for the organization. And um, the Black Chapter of the title refers to a team of characters that comes with the book, Uh, that are essentially I like to call them a mystical suicide squad. They're kind of a uh, very dangerous group of people who may be allies or enemies to your players, depending on how you want to use them. Um, But uh, the book also details a lot of cool stuff, like the uh, Special equipment that the the library issues to members, as well as the perks for for being for membership and things like that. So, um, we have the cover and other artwork posted on the vigilancepress.com gallery. Just uh, mouse over gallery and look down to the uh, black chapter heading, and click on that, and then click on the image that comes up, and you can browse through a bunch of our promotional art, and you can see where it's going to be at and again we will be demoing black chapter and six gun at EtherCon, so look forward to that um we also have another podcast uh to talk about Tali is working on one uh with some friends uh this one's mute, and instead of mutants some masterminds you're you're doing a podcast demoing the
1: marvel heroic role-playing system right that's right it's uh, it's called damage control um, a marvel heroic podcast and it's myself, a gentleman by the name of Mike Athey, and another gentleman uh, by the name of Michael Reese. Michael Reese actually has a Marvel, uh, not only Marvel heroic system, but also dealing with the comic books and, and all their uh, universe. He has a, a little blog called Watching Earth 616 over at wordpress.com. And, and uh, so we're, we're going to get together, and each each show is basically lined up to. Try to explain the system a little bit better to people and and to give them some ammo to to have in their games. Uh, The first segment is basically a a discussion about a mechanic from the game. Second segment is about some sort of lore or history from Marvel comic books. And then third segment, we try to draw those two elements into a small uh, 30-minute demo where we show the the GMs and the players different ways to, to use all that information.
0: So basically, your 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 goal is to make me look totally shabby and disorganized by how <laughs> elegantly you've outlined that right there. So, <laughs> well
2: played, Tolly. Well played.
0: Do I get a hair point? <laughs> Just kidding. That
1: sounds like a great show, Tolly. I'm I'm really looking forward to it. I Appreciate it. Um, yeah, we'll we'll have it. Um, we're finishing up our first issue t- uh, tomorrow, and I'll have that uh, pretty soon. If you want uh, some more information about it. Uh, I'll put a link up here with the with the podcast later after we're done.
0: Sure, sure, and um, yeah, absolutely. Hand me, a, uh, get me a link, and if you want to link to your friend's blog as well, that'd be great. And I'll put those both up with the uh, with the podcast description. Thanks. So You can find that at vigilancepress dot com or at our pod game site. Um, so I think we've done all the plugging we need to do. Um, just wanted to again, again. Um, in case I forgot to mention the date, EtherCon is going to be November 16th through the 18th. It's Friday through Sunday, and it's um, we're, we're going to be in the vendor's room. So uh, you can find our hours, our booth hours, in, in the vendor's room area on the page. And those hours are in Eastern Standard Time, if that's not clear, because I live on the East Coast, and that's where my brain is. So considering how many hours I'm going to be there in case I forget to write Eastern Standard Time on any of our schedules that's what I meant (laughs) but um, so we've got those hours up on the uh, EtherCon website and that's Ether spelled A-E-T-H-E-R-C-O-N and it's www.ethercon.com and uh, you can check out their hours there and and, uh, we will tune in and 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 uh, we'll, we'll be there demoing games and and uh, pointing people to where they can find our products and talking about upcoming products and uh, if we're lucky hopefully we'll have a couple of special guests uh, authors drop in and talk up their stuff um, but I'll be there and as publisher I'm pretty much in in the know on all of our upcoming projects so I can I can kind of Drop some some good hints to anyone who really wants to talk to me and get some inside scoop. That's a that's a great time to to show up and meet us. Um, so looking forward to EtherCon and um, looking forward to uh, Black Chapter coming out soon. So tonight's game is a continuation of our story um, from last time. If you haven't heard it, feel free to um, stop the podcast now and. Go listen to episode four, and I even want to tune into the previous episodes. If you're all caught up, you remember that uh, Tali's character, Time Slip, was kind of in a bad spot when we left him. He was uh, he had he had just been kind of sucker punched and uh, uh, captured by uh, a mysterious individual. Um, anyone who knows the October Men may have recognized L'Enfant Terrible as the uh, little boy with the syringe and the, uh, and the, um, clever ruse. (laughs) Um, but, uh, tonight we're going to start off with, uh, um, a shot of the library and, um, uh, Jade Witch, which is Lynn's character, walking into the library and, uh, Basically, as as you walk in, this, there's a this secret door at the back of the building that you use. When you walk in, it kind of opens up into an admittance room, and there's some people still repairing some of the damage from the fight last time. Um, uh, but uh, when you walk in, the the woman behind the counter looks up, and she says, "A package was dropped off for you," and holds out a uh, a pile of mail for you, as well as a uh, a Manila. Um, A padded mailing envelope.
3: Hmm. Does it have a, uh, did it come through the mail, or did someone drop it off?
0: She says someone dropped it off, it came by courier.
3: Okay, thank you. I probably have the attention span of a three-year-old, so I probably open it right there, standing at the front desk. Okay.
0: You're actually kind of on the on on the move because you're trying to find out. You you haven't heard from Tali in like 24 hours, and you're starting to worry.
3: And, oh, I gotcha. Uh,
0: and you're kind of you were you were here doing to to do some research after after college. Kind of took up your your day, and uh, you're you step into the elevator and open it up, and you start opening up the package. You tear it open, and the first thing you pull out makes your heart stop as you see. Um, there's a photograph of Time Slip, unconscious, strapped to a table. And, oh Lord! And there's a, a a letter with it. There's also like a lump still in the package, but the letter catches your eye really quick because in very simple, elegant script across the page, um, it's it's old vellum too. It's it's and it's in and, and a long, elegant cursive handwriting. It reads, "How far are you willing to go?" And you reach into the the parcel and pull out the last lump, and you find a a paperback novel inside it. And at that point, we're going to cut away to the uh, the hole in the ground underneath Ruka Overpass that uh, everybody was, in, or that uh, Tali and uh, Nero were investigating last time. And we see, you know, the camera kind of swoops in. And we catch up to Nero, the newshound, and Tempest um, walking down the corridor. It's uh, about 24 hours since he was last here, so he's sniffing and checking the path and then looking around. He looks up at uh, Tempest and he says, we were following these tracks last time when we got separated, but I think... Uh, I think the group of people we were looking for, the homeless people have been disappearing, a group of them came down here. I'm very concerned that they've been coming down here and disappearing. Uh-huh.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And uh, let's describe what uh, what Tempest looks like today, I mean, just to
2: remind people. Uh, he's a um, big guy, uh, kind of football player big um he has a mystical aura kind of like the character princess from the um emerald city setting where people just don't put two and two together with uh tempest the superhero and um uh donald uh Donald Thursday the college student even though they look the same and dress the same and are the same uh, so he is wearing his uh, just blue jeans and a, a blue t-shirt with yellow lightning bolts on it and uh, probably some like heavy work boots since he knows he's going to be he knew he was coming down to um, rummage around in rubble looking for time slip Okay. at least I'm assuming that's what Nero invited him down to do. Yep.
0: Nero Nero has basically tracked you down to to find you. You're not really sure how he put two and two together, but well, maybe we've it's got because communicators. It, it's because he's a talking dog, he has special privileges. <laughs>
2: uh, well, we've also got we also got those cell phones from um, the rocket suit lady Archon, mm-hmm. so that yeah, folks Archon. could get in touch with us. Right. So.
0: Yeah, I figure I figure that um, he actually tracked you down off the record as much as ah. possible. Um, okay. And uh, because he he wasn't sure if you wanted the police alerted or not, and um, you know it seemed seemed like also that uh, it you know since he had disappeared, he didn't have any real evidence that a crime had been committed yet. So he's sure. looking for for one of you guys. Um, but uh, when when he's Walking along He tends to Walk quietly And snuff the ground But occasionally He'll break into Little stories And conversations mm-hmm. And uh You know you, you get the impression That Nero's Kind of got a Uh Uh A lot of A lot of Really cool Stories to tell You just uh Um He's He's, he's, he's like that kind of Cool old uncle That uh, mm-hmm. You never get tired Of listening to Him
2: <laughs> talk about The old days
0: Um but anyway, that's that's kind of his
2: personality. Well, and is there that. any sort of magical traces? I know that time slip isn't magical, but well, I would uh, notice that sort of thing because I sense that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, as a matter
0: of fact, officially, I do not remember
2: if his origin was magical
0: or not. I'm going to have to track that track uh, uh, Jack down and ask him because I I am. Uh, well, I, I have a set of stats in front of me. I don't have his write up in front of me. He's, oh, the kid? It's no for Nero. He's he's oh larger, Nero. He's in a larger book. But if you're are you are you or were you searching for? Are you saying you're searching for a time slip? Is that what you're saying? Well,
2: just if if there had been any weird magical thing that maybe had eaten time slip. Oh, okay. Because that's what happens to Tempest. You know, yeah. weird magical things try to eat him. So <laughs>
0: all
1: the time. All the time. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: That's how we started the last time, wasn't it? <laughs> yes. All right, so um, you are trying to trying to sense magic, and you do smell something like arcane down here. Um, something something does feel really out of the ordinary and wrong, and um, you finally kind of come down to what looks like a um, an old uh, access door that leads to. What would be a large storage room, but it looks like it had been bolted over and then cut open recently. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, you slip it, you know, you open inside, open it up, and inside there's a a larger room. It looks like you could pit, fit about 50 to 100 people in here, probably. Mm. But it's a big empty room, um, empty mostly, except for there is. a a podium at one end with a soapbox near it, but you don't see any uh, microphone or or electrical equipment. And near the door as you enter, there's a a simple folding desk. And, um... Actually, roll a... uh, Roll me a perception check. Let me see
2: what information you get walking in. Okay. I rolled a 12 and my perception is 5, so 17 total. 17 total. Okay. That means...
0: Uh, that's pretty good. So, I'm going to tell you, uh, not only do you notice that there's a... Um, uh, the, in, in the dim light, it's kind of hard to see, but on the gray floor near the table, you see what looks like several drops of blood. You also notice that there's a... Um, uh, a blade, like a, a, a small... Knife, sharp knife, sitting on the table, um, and uh, uh, it's it's got several splatters of, of uh, or not splatters but uh, smudges of blood on the on the edge of the blade. Yeah. Um. It doesn't it doesn't look like it's been plunged deeply into somebody, but it looks like it's been used to cut something bleeding.
2: Yeah. Uh, I will show the nasty thing to Nero and th- ask if he can i don 't know sniff anything if in you know if there 's any i don 't know clues or something scoop uh, nero
3: <laughs>
0: Nero find a clue boy find a clue <laughs> <laughs>
3: that 's a good way to get bitten yeah <laughs> okay.
0: I just had to dodge real quickly into the other room and grab my dice, which I forgot to have. Silly me. Um, Alright, so you actually have... You know what? Go ahead and roll for Nero for me, real quick.
2: Okay. Uh, I rolled a four on the die.
0: Okay. Nero kind of snuffles around and kind of wrinkles his nose and is like, it's blood. He starts snuffling around and he goes, can't tell whose. Maybe more than one person. I is it, know, it smells like there were a hundred people in here
2: maybe a day ago. Yikes! Uh, does it is it people blood? I I don't know how. It, it is it <laughs> or could it be some uh, animal? He
0: he sort of cocks his head and he goes, "Don't know. It's it's old. The smells the smells pretty faint. And there's a lot of other smells in here that it's competing with." But, uh, well, if I had to guess, I would say that, yeah, it smells like people blood, but I don't know. There doesn't seem to be much of it there. It's Yeah. It doesn't look like, uh,
2: maybe maybe somebody just cut themselves by accident. Uh, it looks, it sounds like it looked a little messier than somebody cutting themselves shaving. Um... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> as sharp as it is, you're not sure anyone would use this thing for a shaving implement, <laughs> right? Um, I will like pull out a handkerchief and, and pick it up, and uh, I guess put it in. I uh, uh, let's say he's wearing a like a, a a jean jacket or something today, and he will put it in the the pocket of that. Okay, just because you don't want to leave. Something like that laying around for someone to trip over and stab me with
0: <laughs> and stab you with all right so you've uh, you're, you're gonna pick up that piece of evidence and look around some more um, yeah the um, as 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 he's uh, looking around the room he sort of shakes his head he says something. I don't know, there's something wrong here, it just feels like, feels like they were in here and then, I. but I can't detect any traces of them leaving. Keep snuffling over near the door and then back into the room, it's like they came in here and they never left.
2: I'm gonna just look up at the ceiling and make sure that there's not a bunch of, like, you know nasty things hanging from it waiting to jump down on us because <laughs> check the ceilings that's what would happen <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right you're 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 looking around in a paranoid um fit when um your your library or let's see you had a library card too right yeah okay your library card um uh whispers to you lets you know that somebody's trying to contact you is there a caller id yeah <laughs> uh, who's calling it's jade witch Okay.
2: Hello. Uh,
3: hey.
0: Um, yeah. The, you, uh, the, you, you pick up the phone and Jade, which Jade, which basically says, all um, right. Uh, yeah. Go ahead and go ahead and tell him that uh, you've got a clue or something. You think, you know, where Tully is.
3: Yeah. I need, I, I got this, I got this package today. Somebody courier delivered it to the library today. I need to show it to you.
2: Okay. What is it?
3: Like, now. It's it's about time slope.
2: Okay. Well, we're in a creepy un- sewer meeting room of the damned, and nobody's <laughs> here. Uh, but, yeah, I've got Nero the newshound here. and um, Oh,
3: great. Great. All right, yeah. I'll meet you. I'll meet you there. I'll be right there. We'll come
2: out to the surface, and and that way she doesn't have to... Walk alone in the spooky, nasty underground thing of doom <laughs> okay
0: you you' arranged like we'll meet you ASap and um then we cut to uh as you as you're walking out into the um the evening night um we're gonna we're gonna pan to a uh an afternoon sky um in and, and a clear blue sky. Uh, looks like late afternoon maybe early evening and um, as the camera pans down over a lush forest and down to a strange device it looks like a vehicle of some kind Um, there's a huge kind of uh, clockwork uh, dial behind it and a chair with all these brass fittings around it and slumped unconscious in the chair is time slip and uh you are um time slip you are startled awake by uh by the GM asking you for a perception
1: check. <laughs> uh I actually rolled a nineteen, so twenty nine altogether. Okay. You kind of wake up with a start, um
0: uh kind of a, a, a Cold terror in your gut as, as you... The last thing you remember was this little kid um, stabbing you with, with a needle and you passing out. And you suddenly wake up um, looking around and uh, for a minute you have no idea where you are and then you hear um, what sounds like a woman's voice crying in terror
1: and splashing nearby. And splashing as well? Mm-hmm. I hop up from the chair if I'm able. Am I bound?
0: Nope, you're not bound. You kind of stagger up. You feel like there. You feel like there were. You kind of you kind of grab your arm and you feel like the the remnants of like restraints, like you were bound, but they're gone. Right. Like that 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 you get rope marks on your skin. It looks like it's fading, but you can just kind of feel the
1: the uh, the remnants there. Okay, and I, I kind of instinctively go to rub the area where I was uh, injected, uh, you know, at, as I get up and I'm kind of looking around a little groggily, trying to pinpoint where the sound of the splashing came from. I'm also going to look at uh, my arm to see if the if the chronometer is still there. The chronometer is still there,
0: and as you stand up from the from the the chair, um, there's a click as something pops off of the meter, like you look down and it looked like as you were standing up there was like a cable of some kind like a cord plugged into the chronometer from the from the chair as you stand up it kind of pops off and then the the
1: port that it was plugged into kind of shrinks and disappears on the surface of the chronometer interesting okay well he's going to look at that with the quizzical uh, puzzled face and then he's going to shake his head and and say Come on, Jeremy, you don't have time for that. There's somebody in danger, and he's going to start running towards the sound of the splashing. Okay. Um,
0: considering you are able to bend speed and time around you, you you quickly skim through the forest towards the, the, the sound of splashing, and um, you come off to a, a small, uh, like, um, a slow-moving river, and you see a woman in the center of it, um, like... She's being swept out along it, and she's struggling uh, apparently drowning. And you see a group of um people on the far side of the river kind of lounging around like they're ignoring it hmm and um she's clearly
1: going down like she's she's struggling, sure does there seem to be any uh major brush as he's running up to this uh to this river area like uh, something he could uh possibly grab, like, a tree branch to tr- try to help her uh, put it out there so she could grab it hypothetically. Um, let's see. No, let me take a
0: look. no it's, it's, um, there are some branches
1: and stuff, but the river's too far. She, she's about, uh, about 40 feet from shore, so. Sure. Um, what he's gonna do is he's going to run, um, kind of run along the the river watching it kind of all happen in slow motion and he sees the people across the way doing nothing uh but rather than try to get them to get up and and uh do something he instead is going to uh do a bit of a a speed stunt here Mm -hmm. um what he's going to try to do is basically create a move object um power by using his, um, using his speed, I'm going to run, um, in such a way that I'm running on top of the water and causing a, uh, a funnel to spring her upwards and over to the shore. Okay. Um, so you're going to do a
0: quick funnel. All right. Um, that's not going to cost you anything, um, considering that, uh, we're not in combat right now, um... You basically use extra effort for that, and then you can recover from the effort sure. immediately afterwards. So you run around and create like a super speed funnel. Are you trying to do this without being seen,
1: or just like kind of creating a, a huge? He's, yeah, of water, he's, he's are you, are you yeah going back to hide afterwards. Not necessarily. No, he's going to get her on the opposite side of the people, mm-hmm. um, and then and then speed over once she's landed on 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 this. Uh, you know all this water brings her down to the to the uh shore there he's gonna run over and and check on her and make sure she's okay so
0: are you dropping her off away from the people or near them
1: yes on the opposite side of the river
0: so the far away the far side from where the people are okay so there's um this huge eruption of water see the people kind of turn and look at it curiously and then kind of laugh and start milling around again um the woman kind of lands on shore and you zip over to her and she's, she's coughing and looking around wide-eyed. You look at her and you suddenly realize that, you know, your first instinct was these are humans but when you look at her closely you suddenly wonder if you're on another planet because she, um, they seem to have kind of very delicate skin, delicate features um, and uh, wider eyes. Um, kind of wide brown eyes with uh, brown hair. I mean, they have. Um, they're not pale. They're they're kind of tanned, but uh-huh. uh, they, and and they're all wearing essentially very, um, very gossamer clothes, like very simple, almost like something from like a 1970s seventy sci-fi movie. Sure. Um, very kind of thin little togas, and she just kind of stares at you in in mild surprise, like. Uh, not sure what she's seeing,
1: right? And seeing the obvious changes in her physique, you know, with the with the huge, oversized eyes, he's going to look at her and kind of uh, step back just a just a, a little bit and say, "Oh my, where am I?" She as he's kind of like looking around.
0: She looks at you and then she giggles a little bit and like starts to stand up. Um, she looks quite a bit shell-shocked, uh, from the water. At least that's what you think at first. But, you know, she starts kind of looking around and then, um, walks over to you
1: and sort of reaches out to kind of touch your face. Um, he's kind of probably a little bit in a daze. Mm -hmm. So he allows it but brings his own hand up to touch her hand as it touches his face. Okay. Um they uh
0: she has a very kind of childlike look on her face like she's not sure you know what to think of you but you're like a discovery and she sort of like pulls back from your hand a little bit and then just kind of laughs and starts poking at your face a little
1: bit harder i <laughs> <laughs> say i i kind of like you know swat her hand away a little bit i'm like what are you doing who who are you Why why were you in the water? Are you okay? She, she, you seem to be
0: going a little fast for you and for her. And she kind of like closes her eyes and shakes her head and she looks at you again. And she kind of points to herself and she says, weena.
1: He'll, he'll realize he's still sped up. He'll slow, slow the uh, chronometer back down. He's like. Oh, okay, Uh, Weena. Weena, what were you doing in in the water? Is did I I assume you needed help? Are you okay?
0: She kind of tilts her head and she says and and looks a little confused, like you're you're using concepts that are a little difficult for her to understand. Right. He's gonna herself again, and she goes, Weena. (laughs)
1: <laughs> he kind of shakes his head in frustration and shrugs his shoulders and points to himself and says uh, time slip time to see if slip <laughs> he kind of smiles at that and shakes his head and says well I guess that's the beginning she sort of nods
0: a, uh, a, a little bit and then uh, looks at uh, looks down at your watch and, and, and like Gasps in delight and she like
1: hanging out at the chronometer and she like reaches down to touch it. Yeah, at that he he recoils and pulls it back. Says, uh no I'm sorry I can't let you touch that. It's danger, danger. She looks at it and she says, Shiny. (laughs) Shiny danger. This is a good lesson, actually. <laughs> Lots of shiny things are danger. <laughs> but he'll actually, uh, he'll, he'll kind of turn it a little bit and uh, touch her hand so oh. that she's affected by the field as well and mm-hmm. show her, like, um, he'll start running, pulling her along. And show her that they can run really fast around the people over on the opposite side of the river, and then come back to the uh, to the spot where they were. And then he lets go of her hand, okay, to kind of illustrate that you know this this thing it, it does great magic.
0: She gasps and and looks around with with childlike wonder, and and when you stop it, she looks at you and she she kind of like like. Kind of shakes you a little bit, and she says, "Again, again, do it again."
1: <laughs> he he kind of shakes. Right, he shakes his head. He's like, "Oh man, what have I gotten myself into?" Uh, <laughs> this time, though, he'll he'll grab her hand and start uh, running, uh, kind of back towards the chair. Okay. To see if maybe she can help him figure out what's going on at all.
0: You're you're you you take her hand, and you're about to turn towards the chair when you hear a. Um uh, what sounds like a large metallic um, gong or, or like a, a clock tower sound yeah. and um, she and you, you notice all the others uh, across the river all kind of look up at it and um, they all start wandering off in one direction she kind of turns to you and she kind of gets this look in her eyes of excited delight and she, she says food food time and she starts pulling you in the direction
1: uh, that everyone else is was wandering. Okay, he's going to be curious, and he'll shake his head at her, and but kind of like walk behind her. Um, he's not activating his chronometer or anything. He's just uh, kind of cautiously following her to see where the source of their quote unquote food is.
0: Okay, um, as 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 you're walking along, the others disappear into the woods on the other side of the river, and she kind of stops and looks down at the river and kind of steps out like she's trying to walk across it and kind of gets up to her knees and then and then looks around back at you, confused. And then she points to the other side of the river and, and she's like, food.
1: Sure, he'll actually, uh, he'll smile and point out the uh, chronometer again and then he'll grab her hand and they'll do kind of a... a Backwards run and then a run forwards, running right across the water with their uh, with their momentum.
0: Okay. Um, she laughs as you quickly overtake and pass by, you know pass by a group of the others and um, to um, what looks like a town square without any buildings. Um, you s- essentially see a large clearing with these um, huge uh, stone and metal squares on the ground. Um, and the bonging seems to come from everywhere or maybe underground. And then, um, as all the people start to gather around, um, I'm going to roll a perception check for you. Actually, roll, roll another perception check for
1: me. Okay. This time I rolled an 11 with a total of 21.
0: 21. Okay. Um, you're glancing around and, and as all these people kind of come into the, into the square, you notice that, uh, none of them seem to be over maybe 18 years old. They're all young and um, um, have that same kind of vacuous look on their face, uh, pointed chins, uh, delicate features, curly hair. Um, and while you're standing there, um, there's a, uh, um, a grinding noise underground and suddenly um, some of the, the metal plates start to shift and move and flip over and extend up. And they start creating tables um, that, that rise up from the ground um, with benches alongside them. And as the tables rise, circles, you know, iris open on the surface of the tables and you see platters of food, um, mostly fruits and other hand, you know, things easily picked up by hand, fruits, mushrooms, things like that start appearing in the tables and the and the people all sort of run and start grabbing handfuls of food.
1: Sure. Now, Time Slip's never been the kind of guy, Jeremy's never been the kind of guy that's like the smartest guy in the room. He usually works off of gut instinct. Mm-hmm. Uh, seeing something like this, he's probably just going to be rather fascinated by the idea of such an elaborate... Mechanism he has no idea how it works or anything, but just the idea that these tables are coming up out of the ground and then uh, foods uh coming up out of them he's going to walk with um with the young lady and try to try to get a little bit closer look at this she's
0: meanwhile um grabbing handfuls of food and fruit and trying to push one to you like like she's she's like trying to show it to you like it's the most amazing thing in the world and 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 it's like food, food and and she mimes eating it and then like starts trying to push it into your mouth, getting in the way right. of your, your investigation. <laughs>
1: <Right>. <laughs> so I'll I'll take it and I'll nod and I'll uh I'll actually I guess I'll I'll be trusting and take a bite of it.
0: Okay. It tastes a little like a pear, but uh it's it's shaped more like an apple. Um, at which point um uh, It's a papal Yeah Um, Some of the other people As they're eating You notice that some of these These strange people kind of look up And start noticing you And looking at you curiously And then a couple of the smaller ones Like children um, Start wandering over And like Trying to Pull or touch you Or pull on your arm Or whatever Just kind of Out of curiosity More than anything else
1: Sure um, um, he'll probably smile real big at the kids and uh, grab a couple of the fruit and try to juggle them for them.
0: Okay. Um, you're you're juggling for their entertainment when uh, um food time apparently ends and you hear that bonging sound again and um the the young people kind of back away from the tables as the tables retract back into the ground through the same convoluted looking series of transformations until the the ground is flush
1: i mean they're all flat and flush again with the ground wow okay he's just gonna look at uh he's gonna look at her and say this always happen she um
0: looks at you for a moment and then she she laughs and she says always (laughs)
1: like she's not sure what that mean that means right Right and he's just going to kind of scratch his head and say oh, this is going to be this is going to be rather difficult, I can tell, and he'll kind of sit on the ground uh, with a little bit of a, a a slump as he's trying to figure out uh, how to better communicate with this uh, with this fairly friendly woman here okay
0: um, once they're fed, you notice that most of these people start to wander around idly again and then kind of like shuffle off in different directions Like none of them seem to have Any kind of particular job Or or duty or anything They just kind of wander around It's like they have nothing to do No industry No sense of You know No plan or anything They just kind of wander around um, like They, 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 kind of wander around they don't seem themselves With whatever catches
1: their eye they don't seem to be acting uh uh physically aggressive towards each other though in, and like boredom do they no okay hey. well he's just <clears throat> he's just going to kind of uh you know uh look at her and look at these people and and see this kind of uh rather kind of simple existence and uh realize that it it looks like she's probably safe here for so for the moment. Um, he is going to, um, he's going to point at the chronometer and smile at her, and then point back towards the way that he came, and he's going to try to go back and and investigate that uh, cent- that area that he sprang forth a little bit more.
0: Okay. Um, she looks a little confused, but you vanish and run back towards where the, uh, the strange device was. And as you, as you get back to where. Let's see. Actually, yeah, rolling roll in um, perception or intelligence, whichever is higher, uh, intellect, rather, uh, to see
1: if you can find your way back. Okay, um, I rolled a 4, so I got a 14 altogether. Okay.
0: You find your way back, um, you're pretty sure this is where you left it. At first, you're not sure because it's gone. And then when you start looking around on the ground, you find some tracks, which looks like it was dragged, and you start following the tracks, and you find another one of these strange metal plates inset into the ground, and uh, you notice that the the um, drag marks lead straight to it. Okay.
1: Um, uh. Oh, sorry. Go ahead.
0: Yeah, it's it's about this time you. Uh, it starts getting dark. You start to realize the sun is setting.
1: Okay. Uh, thinking, you know, finally getting a little bit of a uh, insight on something to do here. He sees a, an obvious path of investigation, so he's going to actually uh, manipulate time and turn himself backwards a little bit to where he can maybe see uh, who grabbed the device. Okay.
0: Um you're basically you're trying to use time travel
1: well i'm i'm kind of like reversing uh this this immediate area here uh the time of of this uh area that i'm in uh like maybe you know i don't know 10-15 minutes backwards uh so i'll be kind of like moving backwards as as i'm uh hopefully able to watch and and uh see them retrace their steps okay so you're basically trying to
0: Power stunt. Power um, stunted off know, my a, speed. A, you know the sense. All right. Yeah. I'm trying to turn back time, and um, as you start fiddling with it, um, it seems like there's something wrong with the function on your on your chronometer. When you start trying to turn back time, um, it starts showing you like blank spots around you, like there. Um, it's 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 very strange. You're you're looking back and you see um like weird blank blurry spots and then you k- rewind it back far enough to where you see yourself waking up from the device and um then it's like there are these strange blurry shapes around it and the device like drags back towards the the uh the opening and then sure. and then you start seeing um what you start seeing is, is, is like the blur uh, starts looking like words, like, like words hovering in the air, um, and they look like some of them are typeset, and then you see some of them have like red lines written through them, drawn <laughs> through them, and uh, like like red marks on the page. Interesting. <laughs> is that right laughing?
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> you appreciate that one, huh?
2: Yeah, I, oh, I've, 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 I am in on the joke.
1: so he'll kind of scratch his head and say uh this just gets stranger every minute first weird bubbles in time and and now uh now floating words oh my goodness and uh at which
0: point you hear kind of a a a shriek of alarm back towards the the uh the site where you would left the people (laughs) sure um and you hear what sounds like hunting horns like 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 or, or or some sort of communication horns like you know a blast of horn in the forest and then like
1: um, uh, a, a shriek back towards towards the the camp absolutely yeah there's that scene of uh you know the panel of the the sound marks coming from the corner of uh, top corner of the panel as time slip is turning with a, a look of uh, a look of shock towards the sound
0: okay and um I'm gonna say you race back to the the campsite. Correct? Is that, or are you gonna wait here?
1: Oh yeah, that was my intention. I just thought you were going to the next guy. Yeah. No. I'm absolutely. Gonna, I'm gonna do a little bit of action here, and then we are sure. going
0: to uh, cut back. But um, absolutely. Go, so yeah, I run. I run roll back. Initiative twice. check for time slip. All
1: right. Uh, of course, it's ridiculous. I, I actually rolled a 19, and my, my initiative is 19, so that's a total of 38 altogether.
0: So 38 on you, and then on that, that's going to be that. And then I want to roll a perception check.
1: And that time I rolled a three, so that's a total of thirteen altogether.
0: Okay, you race back to the uh, the village and or toward not really a village since there were no buildings, but you race back to where you left the people, and um, uh, you stop to look around and kind of catch your breath, and and they're all they all seem to be missing, and you you hear like trampling through the the forest all around you, like like you hear the the. Uh, shrieks of of, the people and then you hear like snarling growling sounds all around you and you turn just in time to see a group of these great huge ape-like creatures barrel out of the forest towards you there's about eight of them um they're all pale uh they kind of look like white apes with like much longer hair on the top of their heads instead of with instead of a crest they look more kind of almost cavemanish like troglodytes you know they've got sure. the kind of ape-like features but they're they're you know incredibly powerful looking and they're all wearing what look like like leather harnesses and tools um, strapped to the harnesses and as they lunge out of the, the forest um, uh, you can see that they're carrying nets on on, on their belts um,
1: but you do have the initiative so you get to go first okay. Um, since they have nets, I'm going to try to turn one of the nets on its own user, uh, to start out with. So I'm going to run towards him and, uh, I am going to, I guess, try to disarm him. All right.
0: Um, that would be just a melee attack with a minus two to your attack roll.
1: Now, I do have improved uh, disarm. Oh, well, then ignore the minus two. <laughs> so we're looking at a plus nine. Roll.
0: Uh, you need to get a little closer to the mic there,
1: Tully. Okay. So that's going to be a 21 altogether, because I rolled a 12, and my my okay. plus, my bonus is nine.
0: Okay, so
1: we have a uh,
0: 21 to hit. Is that right?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. Um, am I looking at the right character? There we go. Um, yep. So you have no penalty. So that's that. And these guys are actually... It'd be nice if I was looking at the right stat block. There we go. Um, <laughs> yeah, you, you you hit that quite handily. Um, so you managed to grab the, the one end of the net and start pulling it out of the user's hand. And he's going to use a strength check to try and hold on to it.
1: Um, sure. So it's basically his strength versus yours. Right. Uh, now, is there any way I could spend a hero point to make it my speed instead of my strength since I'm running towards him to grab it? Sure. Okay, so then that would make it a DC 20 that he's rolling against. Okay. All right. Um, let, uh, are, or is check. it... Is it hmm? uh, I'm sorry, I was going to ask you, are is that an opposed roll?
0: Uh, I'm going to... Uh, that that was an opposed roll, but um, yeah, go ahead and roll it.
1: Oh, not so good. So a 12.
0: 12? All right. Yeah. Um, all the same, you managed to pull it out of his hand. Um, Yay! <laughs> and, you know, he sort of looks at you in, in shock and surprise as you come at him. Like, the the others all kind of scramble and, like, drop to low combat crouches. Um, like, that was the last thing they expected. And uh, you just grab the,
1: the net out of his hand and... Um, uh, that was the end of your action sure and and j- just for a little flavor I'm going to say that since I rolled so low as I was running towards him uh, I actually kind of tripped on a, on a rather large rock and went tumbling but managed to catch myself by grabbing a hold of the net and still managed to pick my momentum back up and, and run with it so I was just as shocked as he was
0: okay <clears throat> alright at this point, uh, you've spent a hero point, so you're down to one. I'm going to say everybody started with two again tonight, um, and uh, the the other of these these troglodytes are going to attack you. Um, and uh, two of them run at you with with a single net held between them, and they're they're trying to team attack on you. Sure. Um, so what's your what's your uh, parry?
1: Thirteen.
0: Thirteen. While uh, so, I'm running, so they have to hit a twenty-three. All right, um, they do not. They miss. So basically, they sweep the thing over your head, and, and um, you kind of duck out from underneath it, and uh, they kind of growl and turn around, and you know, and um, bark at you in in some strange language, and then the uh, the other three of them sort of. Just jump at you and try to dogpile you. So there's a miss, miss, and the last guy manages to hit you. And he okay. grabs on with his powerful arms, um, and he's going to try and hold you. What's your what's your strength? Three. Okay, so you have to roll against uh, his strength plus ten in order to try and not get grappled or use sure. your dodge. Uh, Which is higher, your dodge or your strength? Oh, yeah, my dodge. Okay, roll that. Okay. So
1: that's a plus 13. Oh, my goodness. So I rolled another two. Uh, (laughs) I'm I'm going to... uh, uh, I tell you what, uh, for drama's sake, I'll let it stay, and so I got a 15 altogether.
0: Okay. He actually manages to grab you. Um, And... uh, Let's see, with that, he is basically, um, that's only one degree of success, though, so you are uh, restrained, which means you're unable to move and you're vulnerable, but you're not completely help- helpless. Sure. Um, but that's all of these guys have moved, and um, so basically, they're all, they he's kind of grabbed you, and the others all kind of move like they're, they're going to hem you in and and, and and tie you up when there's a strange flickering blue light above you and um you hear what sounds like a tearing sound and um you see some more of those blurry spots above you and suddenly um jade witch and tempest drop onto the scene jade witch look- and tempest both drop right uh roll initiative for me
3: All right. i look
1: up as they're dropping and i say oh thank god for miracles <laughs>
3: Okay. Rolled a 14. That makes a 15 for initiative.
0: So that's, and, that's uh, an 18 tempest. for you, you said? Did I get that right, Jade?
3: Mm-hmm. Oh, no. Sorry. It's 15, 15 altogether. Sorry,
0: I'm sorry.
3: I'm sorry. Am I, am I, uh, am I loud enough?
0: Uh, no, you're loud enough. I was just uh, not thinking... Very clearly, I was like writing down two different things at once and didn't didn't catch the number. All right, um, <laughs> got a uh, 18. 18 for oh it was Tempest who said the 18. Okay, that's what it was. That's what it was really. Um, <laughs> okay, so um, running nifty. around on the next Morlocks. round of combat. What's that? I said nifty Morlocks. Yeah, you're like oh great Morlocks. I've read this book. <laughs> well, I saw the movie. I saw the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, um the uh, uh it's actually Time Slip's action
1: first, um on the next round. Time slip, what do you want to Well, even though he has a hold of me, I still have a hold of the net. So I'm gonna try to use it to get out of this situation. Um I guess first I'll try to actually Break out of the hold okay. uh, with my move action. Uh, I
0: believe that's a standard action. Let me double check. To es- Yeah, and
1: and then Let me my because f- that's an escape action. Sure. And then my further idea after that is to try to uh, to uh, basically do a grab with the with the net on. Uh, mm-hmm. Well, actually, not that. I, I instead I would. Uh, I'm gonna try to trip. I'm gonna slam the. Uh, the, the net on his head and then try to, uh, to trip him uh, basically knocking him prone there
0: no escape is a move action you're right my bad so go ahead and roll a um, uh, acrobatics or athletics whichever is better which in this case I think we know it's your right acrobatics
1: Yep, so that's a 10, so I rolled a a 4, so that's even worse than last time. (laughs) (laughs) So I got 14 altogether. 14 altogether? (laughs) Yeah.
0: You are rolling poorly, I'm giving you a hero point for that. Um, (laughs) Let's see. Uh, So you're actually back up to 2 hero points. And... um, so I wasn't able to, to break out. Actually, does not break out. Nope. Yeah. And um, you're, you're sort of struggling. Um, uh, you've got a
1: standard action left. Do you want to try and do another move action, another escape? Well, um, no. I'm going to go ahead and try to trip him so that uh, – I mean, I'll fall with him. Mm-hmm. But but I'm going to try to slam – like I said, slam that net on his head, uh, confusing him and, and – and, Pushing back with my uh, with my weight, maybe knocking him backwards. Okay. So you roll so, a um, let's see a trip attack, and and, I, and he does have the improved trip uh, d- because of his time manipulation there. So uh, I'm going to do my unarmed attack. Uh, wow, great! Uh, rolled an 18, so it's 27 <laughs> altogether. Pulled it out when I needed it. Okay. So I'm trying to trip him. So I think now it's an opposed, uh, either his strength or athletics versus my strength or athletics.
0: Okay,
1: just double-checking the... Our athle- athletics and acrobatics, I mean, I believe. Opposed check of your
0: acrobatics or athletics against your opponent's acrobatics or athletics, whichever is the better. All right, so in his case, his acrobatics
1: is actually... That's your character. Ugh. I rolled a three. You rolled a three? <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm spinning I'm that hero point. Are you sure? Yeah. Okay. Uh, so this time I rolled a 15, so 25 altogether.
0: 25 altogether, yeah. That definitely overcomes his, uh, his, his uh, a- athletics role. So um, he uh, – uh, how do you want to describe the trip action?
1: Um, basically, just kind of like what I was saying, as he's got a hold of me, you know, he's kind of got me from behind. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I uh, managed to wiggle my arm loose uh, well enough to where I can uh, sling this this net backwards uh, coming down over his head and shoulders. Uh, he's still got a hold of me, but it it, it obviously agitates him and, and uh, confuses him a little bit. Then I push backwards with my legs, uh, making my weight, Uh, kind of push him backwards a little bit and then he actually tumbles over a rock and the both of us fall uh, on our backs my back against his chest but his back against the ground
0: Okay, you topple him over and he kind of bellows in in rage and frustration alright that's time slips action Uh, now the Morlocks get to go alright so the one guy who's on top of uh, or that you just fell on top of he's going to um. Uh, he's going to actually try and secure his grip, so he's going to do another grapple attack. Um, so he has to roll an attack roll again, and uh, you get to, you get another resistance check. He's trying to
1: improve his hold. Sure, but now I'm vulnerable, so that halves my active yep. defense. So what's your what's your what's your active defense now? Um, it would be 13. I think it rounds up to seven instead yeah. of six. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: So 17 is what he has to hit, and he misses. So Yay. he's basically trying to grapple you again, and, and, and in the in the process, you slip free from his hands, and he's left rolling around on the ground. And then he kind of like roars and uh, twists around, and and gets up on all fours, and uh, and uses his other action to kind of get up and pull the the net off his his head head and barks at you. So that's his action, and the, sure. other, the other four are all like, um, kind of you know forming a semicircle around you and looking up at these uh, new arrivals as as they fall from the skies and they're kind of glancing at each other, um, and then uh, um, they kind of roar and and. Uh, three of them are going to charge at. Let's uh, see. Um, uh, three of them are going to charge at Tempest and and try to attack him. And they're actually doing a coordinated attack. Um, so they're all trying to combine their efforts. Uh, what's your What's your dodge there, uh, Tempest? Tempest? Or not dodge. I'm sorry. Perry. His parry is an eight. Okay. So yes, they have to hit an 18, and that's a miss. That's a hit. A crit, actually a critical hit. And a miss. So only one of them hits. He gets a crit. And um, you basically are going to roll a toughness check against the damage. So go ahead and roll me a toughness check.
2: Oh, I've got impervious 8. I don't know if that's going to just bounce it, but I will roll a toughness thing. Oh, that's right. Um, let me see. Eight, that
0: would mean you'd ignore damage of four or less. Um, nope, that's not going to bounce it. So
2: Okay. Uh, I actually did not roll that well. I got an 18 total. 18 total? Uh, okay. Um,
0: their damage value is like a 21, so you get a minus one. Okay. You take a, uh, a bruise, basically, and I will jot that down. Um. All right. Um. So he kind of clobbers you. Like uh, they're all kind of swinging, and you're dodging, and you know, batting their arms aside. And one of them just kind of like swings a wild punch and gets a lucky connect yeah. uh, on your jaw, and just like there's this walk sound as you kind of get hit across the face and and your eyebrows go up in surprise as you're like, what, one of them
2: hit me? (laughs) Well, it's not that they hit me. I'm not surprised at that. that (laughs) (laughs) It's like, what are you? It's like, what is this guy made of?
0: And uh, let's see, that was the three of them, four of them, so there's one left and one of them uh, throws a net on top of Jade Witch or tries to throw a net up to Jade Witch who I'm guessing is still hovering in the air. Yes. Okay. Uh, What's your dodge?
3: It is a... Why is this still hard? I need to get a a character sheet that I actually write out myself (laughs) so that I'll know where everything is.
0: Okay, your dodge is... Is it a skill? It's it's under your defenses. Um, Your dodge is a 7, so he has to hit a 17. Um... And, Thank
3: you. <laughs> yep, you're welcome. Boy, vey.
0: I've got uh, Hero Lab in front of me, so I've got all the characters open. It just takes a second for me to click over to, from one character to another. Um, so yeah, he hits you, and um, actually got a critical hit on that roll. So oh dear, um, he gets to add five to the effect value of the net, which is a, um, which means you're going to have to make a defensive roll, or not, uh, sorry, a dodge roll. Against the entangle, so... Okay. In this case, you're going to roll a d20 and add it to your dodge of 7.
3: Oh, boy. Um, I rolled a 1. <laughs> uh, I think it might be hero point time, don't you?
0: It's up to you. Um, that's basically a... Uh, that means that the, the net's going to wrap around you pretty securely, but uh, it doesn't necessarily make it any stronger. Um,
3: well, just for dramatic... Just for the, for the sake of, of uh, tension, I'll, I'll go ahead and let it hit me. Okay. And uh, let cool. it wrap me up. I'm Absolutely. still going to be in the air, though, because yep. I don't have wings or whatever.
0: So, so um, an 8 on the die total. Yes. Um, so that yes. means that uh, the Morlocks Nets, which are... Uh, there we go. Uh, it's a snare for... You had a difficulty class of 14... Uh, you missed it by six, so that's two degrees of failure which means you are, let's see um, basically the net wraps around you and uh, I believe you can still move a little bit but let me double check my snare here and that means that Oh, where did snare go? There we go. Um, first degree was hindered and vulnerable. Second degree is defenseless and immobilized. So there is no third effect. So you've taken the the, the highest. It's basically it's you can't move because there's a, a tether on the on the net without either breaking free from the net or breaking free from the, the giant's hold the way that I've I've gotten this designed. So basically, um, the net kind of wraps around you and cinches shut when he pulls back on this line that's on the end of the net, and um, he's going to try and pull you back down with it on his next action.
3: Okay. So is it is he holding the rope, or is it tied yeah. to him?
0: Yeah, he's he's got it like wrapped around his hand, and he's pulling it back. Um, okay. But it's not. It, you're not sure if it's tied to him. All right, so that was the Morlocks action. Um, They're fast for troglodytes. And uh, now we get to go to Tempest. It's your turn.
2: Yes. Um, Is um, time slip within 30 feet of me? (laughs) Uh, Yes. Well, uh, I'm going to do it anyway. (laughs) No, uh, I'm not... tied up i will like jog back a little bit so that i don't catch um um time slip in this well i'm pretty dodgy too
1: if you if you want to make it dramatic
2: (laughs) well i i hate own goals so um uh i will scoot back a little and uh punch the ground real hard Mm -hmm. that's uh my ground strike Mm -hmm. it's uh Burst area damage eleven. Okay. And targets have to be on the same surface. So uh, I don't know how many I can how many of the more locks I can get, but we'll see. So it's a thirty foot radius? Mm-hmm. Okay. And what's the damage value? Uh it's damage eleven. Okay, so
0: they have a dodge of twenty one to avoid it. And uh, um and if they, they roll successfully, then they get to take half damage. So we're going to go through all five of them. And Tali, you can roll this as well.
2: Well, no, I, I scooted back to, so that I wouldn't get him. I realize that'll make it so that I don't get all the bad guys. Oh, okay, but. so
0: we're going to get three of the bad guys then.
2: Okay. Um,
0: so that's... Let's see. They have to beat a 21 with their dodge mm-hmm. check. And their dodge is a 4 so that's 23, that one success success, what's this ridiculous wow, and one miss (laughs) yeah, I rolled a 19 and a 20 (laughs) alright so one of them rolled a 17 and failed though Um, so that's two of them um, reduced the damage by half and they are reducing it to uh, um, from 11 down to 6 or 5 I guess because it's resistance and then they're going to have to roll against the 20 with their toughness checks. So, let's see. Their toughness is there. So, missed. And missed. And then the last one, uh, 19 plus 6, 7, is, um, okay. It's 25 versus a 26. Does not make it. All right. I'm treating the Morlocks' damage here as if they were minions, although I am giving them critical hits. But uh, basically, the um, any any failures puts them out of the fight. So you basically knock all three of them, and they fly back into into the the bushes and kind of hit the ground and stag stagger around, grab their heads, and kind of start crawling away into the into the darkness, retreating.
2: Um, leaving their two buddies behind. Alright, um... Was one of them the one who left. was holding, uh, uh, Jade Witch? What's that? Was one of the ones who got knocked down and out? Nope. Uh,
0: nope. You, um, you kind of dodged back. So the one that's holding Jade Witch and the one that's grappling with, uh, Tali okay. are still around. So you have a move action left. What do you want to do? Uh,
2: I will move up to the, um, uh, one that's grabbed Jade Witch. Mm-hmm. And uh, I will, so that uh, next round I can punch him in the face a few times. Okay. <laughs> All right, Jade Witch, it's your turn.
3: All right, I'm going to buff up my strength and try to bust this net.
0: Okay. She basically uh, uh, has a uh, an alternate effect on your... Power, on your power right I believe mm-hmm. the mystic might uh, which is one of your spells so um, go ahead and uh, roll a strength versus the the net um, in which case your total strength is going to wind up being uh,
3: that'll make it an eight I believe
0: yep so it's eight plus the uh, uh, the die roll
3: alrighty and that's more like it uh, that'll be a 25
0: she sort of just sort of goes and tears the ropes asunder um, as this kind of green witch fire uh, you know crackles along her hands and arms you, know, so you, you basically just tear this net open and as you tear it you notice that it's made of like um, like wire and, and and rope and different pieces kind of cobbled together um, hmm. Uh, but um you're able to tear it open and kinda of throw it aside casually here. That's um that's your escape action. Uh so now you have a, a standard action left if you want to do one.
3: Um mm-hmm. Well I'm I was still hovering, wasn't I? He had mm-hmm. thrown the net over me but I was still in the air. Correct. Oh well while my strength is buffed, I'll kick him in the face.
0: <laughs> Are you gonna call out bonsai or something? <laughs>
3: No, I'll just smile at him.
0: All right, roll a. Uh, let's see. For you, an unarmed attack. Your fighting is a four. You're actually pretty martially skilled. You're you're not uh, not a stranger to getting tough. And um, you have so your close combat attack bonus is a four. Uh, so go ahead and roll uh, a d twenty and add it to four.
3: Okay, that will be nineteen.
0: Nineteen to hit. That hits. So um, he's going to roll a toughness check against damage value of eight, and that means he has to roll a twenty-three or higher on his toughness check, and that's not it. Okay,
1: walk. <laughs> um,
0: you you've KO'd him in one shot. So go ahead and describe that.
3: Excellent. Uh, with a strength of eight, how far would he fly? If you got him a good one right under the chin.
0: Um, well, let's see. Strength on the strength chart. Doo, 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 doo. Let's keep grabbing the wrong book here. I've got two of them stacked near me. Let's see. Strength on the strength chart versus the weight of a big gorilla-like troglodyte. Well, let's see. He weighs three ranks, which are you know between two and four hundred pounds. So mm-hmm. I'm going to say that uh, he's a he's a rank three of weight. Your rank eight of strength minus three gives you a difference of five ranks, so you can throw him uh, almost a thousand feet.
3: <laughs> I love it. I'll kick him right into the trees. <laughs> he goes
0: flying literally off panel just out you know, out of sight into the into the trees Jade witch
3: smash <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tempest? I, I, I can see why you seen, like uh, yeah, I, I don't think you've ever seen her throw down before <laughs> <laughs> I can see why you like this super strength business this is fun. <laughs> it's kind of nice it's <laughs> fun so um, yep you've just
0: uh, clobbered him that leaves the the one guy left um, who's wrestling with uh, uh, time slip and we flip around and it's time slips turn again or he was but time slip managed to Wriggle out of it and he's uh, um, nearby so he's he's kind of in a in a crouch uh, facing you but it's time slips action first.
1: sure um, since he's since he's prone, I'm gonna go ahead and take advantage of this to try to well, he's uh, actually
0: not prone he used his move action to,
1: to oh get he up. did get up yeah. okay All right. no worries. Well, I'm still going to um, try to actually get some punches in here. Uh, I look over at Jade Witch, who's just punted one of these guys uh, through the through the jungle here, <laughs> and I laugh and I say, Jeez Louise. I don't I don't ever want to be on the end of that foot, uh, <laughs> but uh, I can't do that. But maybe I can still take this guy down, and with a flurry of punches." Uh, I'm going to try to uh, to knock this guy out here. Okay, roll an attack check. All right. And uh, this is my multi
0: attack. Okay, so the quality of the success matters.
1: Um, I tell you what, too, I'm going to go ahead and do, a, do an all-out attack. I'll kind of, uh, you know, now that he's gotten up and he's he's get, got the net off of himself, he's probably... Uh, you know, banging at his chest in an aggressive manner, and I just jump right at him. So uh, that'll bring it up to a, an 11 for my bonus. So I'm um, oh great! I rolled a 17, so I got 28 all 28 to hit him, and right now you needed a 14. So yeah, that hits. So that's 14. So that's a uh, three. That it gives you a
0: plus five
1: for the multi-attack. So what's your total Yay. damage? So that's going to bring my damage up to a total of uh, 10.
0: Okay, yeah, he's out of the (laughs) fight.
2: Yay!
1: (laughs) You punch him into oblivion. Go ahead and describe it. So yeah, so as I go flying towards him uh, with complete uh, abandon, you you just, uh, you know, the other characters would see a a blur of motion as he goes flying towards this giant ape-like creature with his fist just flying in a, in a flurry um, and you know as he connects with the thing uh, it's it, it almost looks like a cartoon as the dust is stirred up all around this thing and uh, by the time the dust settles you hear a thump and, and time slips kind of standing there with his, uh, his hands on his sides and, and one foot you know uh, kind of planted firmly on this ape thing's chest with his uh, knee arced upwards and he kind of smiles at them and says well, no super strength, but I still managed to do it. And he kind of smiles, you know. <laughs> okay. Um, He's so
3: proud of himself. Yeah, totally, <laughs> absolutely.
0: All right, um, we're gonna jump. We're gonna drop out of combat time here. Is, um, is there anything anybody wanted to say in reaction to uh, what Time Slip just did?
2: Uh, responses. I'm- can't think of a funny thing to say and okay. like a golf clap would be rude so.
1: <laughs> we'll, we'll just we'll just say that there's the standard quote unquote monkey business comment thrown in there somewhere <laughs> <Cool>. <laughs> it's like default monkey business joke moving on
0: yes um, <laughs> <laughs> all right you've, uh, you've you've triumphed over the the, the troglodytes and the um you you hear kind of the hunting horns around you, kind of seeming to get distant, and then um, uh, you don't see any of the uh, any of the, the the beings that you saw earlier today, um, Tali. But um, uh, Jade Witch kind of pulls out a um, a, uh, a a her her library card, and the text on it kind of flows up. And creates a, a kind of hologram uh, hovering above it. Um, I'm trying to remember, Tali. Did you get a chance to meet the uh, the man named Jamal that uh, that she had met, or was that simply or was that only Jade Witch's encounter?
1: That was just
0: Jade. Okay. Um, so you see a picture of a man in a trench coat. Um, uh, looks like he's dressed in like 1920s style with spats and everything, but. Um, uh, he's speaking and you can all hear his voice. Um, he's like, Ah, good. You found your friend. That was quick. And then we're going to cut back um, uh, cut a flashback to tell everybody how the heroes got here. Um, cool. After after meeting up briefly outside of the... Uh, the area where um, uh, where Tempest had been investigating with Nero, um, Jade Witch showed him the the picture and and the quote unquote ransom letter, uh, basically just says how far are you willing to go, and uh, um, and in in the package was a dog-eared, annotated and um, Somewhat edited with a red pen version of H.G. Wells' *The Time Machine*, and uh, um, you you contacted uh, your friends, or uh, you contacted the man um, from uh, the New York office of um, uh, the library, and uh, he headed down immediately to help you. Um, He said he could. basically send you into the book in order to rescue your friend and help him, but it was was a very unorthodox ritual and uh, he'd have to perform it himself. And the other trick is that in order to get out again, you have to finish the story. Um, Hmm. So you basically have to bring the story to its conclusion before uh, any of you can get back out again.
2: So mm-hmm. okay. what I vaguely remember is that he had to go down into the Morlocks wherever and, and get his time machine back. That, was, uh, that,
0: that would probably be the, the path that you should take. Um, so we're coming let's, back to the present here, and uh, you're talking to the hologram of uh, Tailspinner is his code name?
2: Well, uh if that's what we got to do, then let's go find it and get it back. He sort of holds up a hand and 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 looks
0: from, you know, each of the characters to the others and he goes, "Uh just idle curiosity, have any of you actually read The Time Machine?
2: <laughs> I saw the real movie, not the remake, but I haven't read it. <laughs> <laughs> the real movie." Yeah. He sort it's of a shakes real his movie. head. Um
0: Well, in the time machine, yes, the time traveler does have to capture the book. Now, by entering the book, you've already changed it. Uh, there, There will be changes in the narrative, but mostly changes based on and in reaction to your actions or the actions of any person trapped in the narrative. You see, the narrative is a very rigid and unyielding thing. It has been written and the only thing that can really distort it is the imagination of a reader or a participant in the story. This means that anything you do can have immediate reactions, but the narrative will attempt to return to its normal pathway immediately afterwards. Also, any characters you meet in there, uh, they are just figments of your imagination. They are not real. Um, However... um, the further you stray from your own nature, uh, the easier it is to become trapped in the narrative. So, I would stay true to yourselves um, as much as possible. Okay. Um, but, uh, you you may find that difficult in the setting that you're currently in. <sighs> you see, the Morlocks and the other creatures, the Eloi, uh, have a very... Well, it is left somewhat to the imagination of the reader, but it is assumed by the time traveler that the one preys upon the other. So uh, depending on your perceptions of the story uh, you you may find some dark and and terrible things when you confront them. but unless there is somebody else in the story with you, it should be a simple matter for beings with your abilities to, find your way, steal the time machine back, and return to the time traveler's point of origin, which should be close enough to the end of the story to bring you back out.
3: Okay. All right, and, and we know where the machine went underground. Tempest, uh, I mean, Timeslip can show us that.
0: Well, you'll, you'll need to ask him. But yeah, he should be able to.
3: Okay, well, let's let's see if we can get this underway then uh we have to we have to go find your time machine uh do you, where would be a good place to start
2: Tully. well
1: well yeah. um probably he starts looking around he's like um to be honest I ran here in such a hurry, I'm not quite sure where it was now. Uh, All
0: right, I'm going to give you a hero point for the complication. Sure. Actually, that actually is a good opportunity for me to bring something up, um, and I'm going to kind of give a tip of my hat to uh, um, uh, Lucien Solban for thinking this up and writing it into his recent book, The uh, the Just. The PDF just came out for the Supernatural handbook. And one of the really cool ideas he came up with is, uh, he calls them interrupts, but they're basically a form of complication that a player can interject into the narrative at any point. Um, Like Tali just did, where he basically said, you know, I came in here in a real hurry, so it's going to be a problem for us to find the time machine. And um, bam, instant, you know, that's, that's an instant problem that the heroes now have to deal with.
1: Um, sure okay. kind of that's 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 a good opportunity for a hero point um to to, to further illustrate that the other idea I had of course I'm not going to do this now because we've done this was I was going to maybe uh suggest that uh since I woke up in the time machine chair maybe I would maybe you know I'm kind of like linked into the story so I start thinking that I'm actually the character from the story rather than myself that could be
0: a complication that you would, uh, you know, that would be a long-term complication. Every time it came up, that would be something that you could uh, uh, get a hero point for every time it became a problem for you.
1: Yeah, that's a neat idea to to throw into games, for sure. Mm-hmm.
0: And, uh, the
1: interrupt thing.
0: So that's, that's kind of a fun way that uh, players can interact with uh, the problem of being trapped in the narrative, which is something that uh, uh, Bookbinder... Can do. She's one of the characters from the October Men that, uh, the characters interacted with last time. So getting back to the story. Um, so which of you has good skills for tracking?
3: I personally don't, but I can make my tracking dog constructs again. Okay. Yay. Magic dogs. Cool. Magic doggies. All right.
0: So you're going to try and follow, uh, Time slips trail back to the, uh, back to the place where he last saw the, the time machine.
3: Yeah, and hopefully we can find some of those drag marks okay. that he, that he said he saw, so.
0: Okay, uh, Tali, you want to look up the stats for the, the dogs in case we need them? Um, I think we can sure just have, uh, Jade roll a, uh. A D twenty and 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 tell me how good how good her attempt to track is.
3: Um, pretty darn average. I rolled a nine, so okay. it probably takes a while. But <laughs> okay. the river, I'm sure, is a problem for anything that's tracking by scent.
0: Okay. You are. Um, Uh, basically going back and forth along the river for, for about an hour or so before you finally uh, um, find the trail again. And then you start uh, moving forward towards the the bare spot on the earth where the time machine was. And you finally find the metal plate that Tali found earlier, but some time has gone past. So I'm actually going to give you guys each some... Uh, you know, in addition to giving Tali the hero point for coming up with the idea, I'm going to give each of you a hero point. So, I think each of you should be up to uh, three. Or is
2: Tempest down to two? Uh, still at three. Okay. I had and, myself. Uh, a two. My bruised would have gone away after a little bit.
0: Right. Tali was down to two. Okay. All right. So, um, basically, um, you guys. Uh, find find this big huge metal plate that doesn't seem to open or designed to be opened from above, um, and uh, it's uh, the moon is rising high, and so you, you're you're getting some light from the full moon, but aside from that, uh, uh, it's pretty dark out here. What are you going
2: What are you gonna do? Well, I think Tempest will try to pry it open.
0: Okay. At which point, uh, Tali is sending me a picture
1: of dog. Well, it's it's the stats. Oh, okay. As I just JPEG. made it as a JPEG. Oh, okay.
0: sorry. <laughs> oh, okay. That's cute. All right. Um, that's that that might be helpful. All right. So we've got. Uh, um, you're gonna try and pry it open with your strength there. Hmm. Uh-huh. All right. Um, did anybody want to try and help him out, or are you gonna wait and see if he does it by himself?
1: Um, probably hang back and, and let him do the strength thing.
3: Okay.
0: Alright, roll a, uh... Roll a
2: strength check there, uh. Okay. Rick. I... Okay. Well, I will try again, because on my first chance I rolled a one, and so I, like, jammed my finger. Ow! <laughs> you're
0: like, you're like, you're like uh, and, and everyone just kind of watches you expectantly, and you're like, you're pulling and your feet start to compact down into the ground and you're like <laughs> okay, this isn't working the way I thought. <laughs> He's gonna shift and like put his boot up against the side of the metal and try again. Sure, um, let's try that again. Did anybody want
1: to try and help him this time?
3: No, no. I'm keen to see him try.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the only other thing I could do is maybe possibly um, use the rope that was um, you know, tied to Jade Witch with the net uh, to try to use my momentum to pull him while he's pulling. Because I'm not very strong.
2: Yeah, well, we'll try. My second
1: time, I got a
2: 23 total. Okay. <clears throat> he starts to pull it, and
0: you can hear what sound like pistons, um, like uh, the sound that they, uh, um, a hydraulic. Elevator or something that grinding kind of mechanical noise as he starts pulling and then there's a sudden bursting sound and the metal starts pushing up instead of kind of flipping over like you might expect a manhole cover it's pulling directly up and you realize it's kind of attached to like a small chamber or you know a chamber underneath like a like a big elevator that he's just kind of hauling up to the surface and uh, there are rails. That run down into the darkness um, there's no actual elevator platform here though it must be down at the bottom somewhere but uh, it looks like um, the platform is designed as an, e- an exit for an elevator to rise up
2: to the surface okay well uh, if I guess Jade Witch could fly us down that would be nice we could go see where the bad guys are.
3: I can certainly do that. Let's go take a look.
2: Okay. Are you gonna
0: disperse your dogs then and get back to fly?
3: Yeah. That's, yeah. Um, they once they found the way down, I probably dispersed them because that's that's all we really needed them for. They I don't think they're gonna do any good down there.
1: Okay.
0: Um, let's see. You have flight and then. You have move objects, so I will just kind of we'll just kind of hand wave it and let you fly fly down, floating your two friends with you since you are not doing anything else. Because
3: um, the other thing I could do would be to use the constructs again mm-hmm. and uh, make us a ladder or a set of stairs or something.
0: Yeah, I'm trying to remember. You have continuous and innate, so actually, when you create things, they're real. Um,
1: yeah. They stay there. That's So cool. they stick
0: around. So you can actually make a, a set of uh, ropes or something that they could then, uh, what's the word, belay themselves down with.
3: Shimmy? Yeah, shimmy. That's <laughs> <it's, laughs> Repel or, <laughs> or something. Repel, that's what rapel? I was
2: thinking of. Uh, it, it was like a belay or something.
0: I can't remember exactly.
2: Yeah. Tempest might just jump, but since he doesn't know how far down it goes, well. Yeah. All right. So you guys are down, shimming down some ropes,
0: and um, the Jade Witch is gliding down with you, kind of providing some pale illumination with her her green light or her aura. Um,
3: the ropes we'll get, probably glow a little bit too.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: As you get down to the bottom, it looks like we're talking about 50, 60 feet before you hit. Um, uh, the ground, and there are um, ladders kind of worked into some of these chambers, uh, or, or on, onto some some of the walls. But when you get down to the bottom, there is a large platform, and you can see a set of switches and controls that are used to elevate the platform and and drop it down again. And then there's a um, um, a portal, a door with a great big wheel on it. Um, doesn't seem to have any complex locking mechanism. It just looks like an airlock. Like you turn it and it opens and you can pull it open. Okay. Well, let's go find ourselves some more locks.
3: Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right, you uh,
0: pop open the door and start heading down the corridor. I'm going to have you guys kind of work this scene in, in, in more of kind of a... Uh, meta textual thing instead of trying to roll each encounter as we go so what we're going to do is um, basically you're trying the stealthy approach as far as you can go right or are you going to try and eliminate
1: troops or or enemies as you find them Hmm. i'm good with stealth but um if we want to take out some stragglers or cause some uh, distractions to pull a few away from the larger group that might also be a good good idea
2: well, if we can sneak past without, I mean, I f- think the time traveler snuck past to get to the, the main chamber. So, but I'm fine with hitting these guys. They do fall down pretty easy.
1: Well, uh, he did say that we should try to kind of stick to the story if we can. So maybe it would be a good idea to try to, try to sneak by. We'll
3: okay. probably we can, we be, can always- I was going to say we'll probably be making our own lives easier if we stick to the narrative as much as we can.
1: Right, and then we can always resort to violence if we have to. Yay, violence!
3: Yay, violence!
1: (laughs) I
2: can just see Tempest battle cry. Yay, violence!
0: (laughs) I love it. (laughs) All right, so I'm going to have you guys each make a stealth check for me.
2: Oh, this will be comical.
1: Uh... (laughs) That's not bad. I got a 10 total. Okay. I rolled a twelve, so that brings it up to nineteen. All
3: right, well, Let's see. I rolled a twelve, and I don't think I have a stealth skill.
2: It'd ever. be just your.
0: Uh, Would deck. it
3: default to default yeah. to agility or dex or something?
0: Yeah, uh, agility. agility. Yep. So it's a plus one from your agility.
3: Okay, so that's a thirteen.
0: Okay. So 13, 10, and what was time slips? 19. 19? Oh, okay. So time slip is definitely the sneaky one of the group. All right. You are sneaking along, and you managed to bypass several of these, uh, like, Morlock patrols. Um, as you're down there, um, you, s- you start seeing what looks like an underground city as the tunnels all start to connect and branch out into larger areas everything down here looks like it's steam powered like there's huge great big black boilers and and steam running through pipes and pressurized uh, water pipes Um, and you see the Morlocks uh, crawl over everything Um, you kind of have to be very careful because they're uh, on the catwalks up on the roof they're up on the they're down on the ground they're crawling under things from all angles Um, you see them out there kind of maintaining stuff checking gauges Um, and operating the the machinery very skillfully Um, and then as you get closer to the middle you see kind of large groups of uh, uh, the Morlocks sort of gathering and and, um, none of them seem idle they seem to be the exact opposite of the Eloi where they always seem to have jobs to know their jobs and to be busy doing them Um, and and uh, the larger groups seem to have the job of uh, um, moving these, these large cages um, with the uh, some of the Eloi that they've dropped into the cages and they're, they're like bringing them towards the kind of center of the, of the town. Um, and as you're moving towards the center of the city, you see a huge kind of platform with uh, flickering lights and lights um, uh, electricity kind of crackling around and you actually see of all of the places down here there's there's a couple of lights here and there down you know down in the Morlocks caverns but for the most part it's almost pitch black but as you get closer to this area you see um, a lot of bright lights in one area um, like on a large platform and um, uh, on that platform uh, you guys make a perception check.
3: Ooh. That would be a 23 for me.
2: Okay. And I got a 22.
1: <laughs> we all did good. I, I rolled a 17, so that's a 27 altogether. All right. All
0: right, so not only do you guys see the time machine on, like, a raised pedestal with lights shining on it... Um, almost like it's some sort of museum display or, or other, you know, it's 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 clearly being highlighted for anyone in the city to see it. Um, but you see also see all these large kind of uh, electrical engines scattered around it and with, you know, some of them are like sputtering with, with sparks and you see a Jacob's ladder with lightning crawling up of it, you know, in arcs. Um, and walking around it you see a, uh, a tall man um, wearing a lab coat and uh, he's basically puttering with the electrical stuff and then he'll come over and start poking prodding and inspecting the, uh, the time machine. Um, let's see, I'm just rolling to see if any of you recognize him. Um, nope, you, you guys aren't familiar with this guy. He's uh he yeah, I don't he remember there point. being a, he a guy...
2: He does like a Morlock. Yeah, I don't remember there
0: being a guy like that. And he's got, like, green skin and kind of, like, bolts sticking out of his head. Oh! It's Frankenstein. <laughs> and out of his neck, out of his head. But, yeah, he does kind of look a little bit like a, a Frankenstein. But he's, he's, he's uh, uh... He seems to be in, inspecting the, the electrical... Uh, or the the, uh, the time machine.
3: But apart from having the green skin and everything, he's a green-skinned human. He's not a green-skinned Morlock. Correct. Okay.
2: Well, somebody just got off script.
3: <laughs> <laughs> well, we did our part.
2: <laughs> yeah, maybe we're not the only people who Bookbinder has shoved into a book.
3: Uh, so it would seem i I can't imagine maybe one of her maybe one of her coworkers or team members uses books for research labs. Nobody could bother them in there.
1: <laughs> That's actually a good idea
3: That's not too bad, is it <laughs>
1: hmm. <laughs> as you start
0: considering the possible advantages to literally losing yourself in a book <laughs> <laughs>
3: As long as there was somebody around to fish me out, then, yeah, it'd be a pretty good place to keep your lab.
0: That would be the problem, since what you know of Bookbinder's abilities, once somebody's in the narrative, they have to finish the narrative in order to escape.
3: Hmm. So what you need to do is write your own book about how you had a wonderful epiphany doing your research, and then you need to get her to stick you in your own book. So we'd be in our
2: own fanfic.
3: Yeah. Doesn't that sound great? You know, this is sounding worse and worse every minute. Let's just move on.
2: (laughs) All right.
0: So what are you guys planning to do here?
2: Well, either this guy is uh, a rival. But even if he's a good guy or a bad guy, he shouldn't be stuck in here.
1: Uh, I want you to go ahead and do a an insight check for me um for my assessment. Okay. Um what do you what do you what are you trying to gauge on this guy? His uh I have a I have a plus 8. Um I guess I'm trying to figure out he obviously looks different from from the ones that we've seen. Is there any obvious um uh, you know any any obvious thing that looks like it would be a danger to us on him?
0: Well, um, you kind of, he walks around and he's very casual. He doesn't he's not concerned about the fact that anyone can see him. So he he looks very confident and secure um, uh, which makes you think that he might have some sort of authority over the Morlocks. Um, right. and you guys kind of sit and watch and uh, he stops and um, walks over or uh, and, and turns as you see some of the, uh, actually two of the Morlocks kind of shuffle in and he like barks at them, you can't quite hear what he's saying from here, but um, uh, he kind of gestures um, dismissively and they kind of uh, crouch and, and shuffle off but uh, he immediately gets back to work on the um, on the time machine. He seems to be mostly fascinated with that. And it doesn't look like he's poking at it like a caveman poking at a computer. It looks like he's, he's intelligently analyzing it and he might actually be able to figure out how it's working.
2: Hmm.
0: Well Well,
3: gang,
2: do we want to separate uh, him from it? well, we could try the talking before violence. <laughs> Not instead of the before.
3: The before, yeah. <laughs> I noticed that too.
1: Think of it like a uh, appetizer.
3: <laughs> it's what you eat before well, it's, you eat
0: to make you more hungry.
3: It's, it's possible that this is some other poor slob that she's trapped in here. right and we should probably at least attempt to find that out before we just knock him down the stairs. <laughs> it w- it would be nice, you know. We're the good guys, right?
2: Right. Is the uh now I remember maybe it's maybe it was the time machine or maybe it was time after time, but there was like an important bit of it, the little rod that with a big crystal on the end of it that went back and forth to go forward and backward in time do i see that on the time machine um you mean like a uh like a key yeah it was a big uh it was a yeah it was the thing that uh they would push forward to go forward in time and pull back to go backward in time and it had it was like a key or a gear shift or both
3: Okay. well jade was not there but lynn remembers that the uh the chronometer was plugged into it so maybe his timepiece is the key ah but that's totally out of character because jade was not there so you know somebody else is going to have to think of that <laughs> like tolly <Tali>, i guess <laughs> And or it he's could
1: not, be wrong. He's, he's not super smart, but he might blurt out uh, that detail so one of you guys could figure it out at some point. Okay. Um, I have baseline zero intelligence. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, that's, that just means you're average. Just,
1: just average intelligence. You're,
0: you're just average. It's not, right. it's not one of your assets, per
1: se.
3: Yeah, it's, I'm still not used to seeing zeros in my stat line. I, <laughs> I'm, I'm with you. That's causing me stress, too.
1: <laughs> I, I, I usually have to explain that to people, like, on one-shots and stuff. No, a zero does not mean that you're dumb. <laughs>
0: it's, it's not a negative. If it were a negative, you would see a negative value there. Um, yeah, so um, in this case, you would be basically looking to uh, try and figure out what uh, you you're basically trying to determine whether or not you think you want to approach him and talk to him or whether you want to try and swoop in and just steal the time machine and run off i mean what's what's uh what what are you guys trying to work through here
2: well or uh i'm i'll volunteer to go up and talk to him I figure he can't hurt me too much
1: yeah in character uh even I think time slip would say. Well, <clears throat> we, we've got this far being sneaky. Uh, this is a story. Let's, let's see what, how it plays out. Why don't, why don't you talk to him? Okay. Hey, why don't you go talk to him? Why <laughs> <I> don't <laughs> you talk you to noticed, him? You noticed that, did you? <laughs> it's all
0: right. <laughs> you can be the main uh, character of this chapter.
2: <laughs> I will, I will kind of scoot around to the side so that I'm not obviously coming from where my compatriots are ready to back me up. Yes. (laughs) And come out and say uh, excuse me, you don't you don't look uh, native to this book either.
0: All right. See if you sneak up on him or if he
2: notices you coming. I'm not trying to sneak up. I'm I'm trying to not surprise him. Step
0: out of the shadows and he turns to you and, um, as I said, he's, he's this... Actually, he does have bolts on his neck, now that I look at the character picture again. So he's got bolts sticking out of his head and his neck. Um, uh, and the, the Frankenstein analogy is actually quite apt. He turns to, to, to see you arrive, and, um, just kind of tilts his head. Uh, he's a big guy. Um, probably about six foot plus, but, uh, um... He he tilts his head and he says, "Ah, it's interesting. I had wondered if a factor had changed." And he s- steps away from the time machine and and looks at you, and looks at your your shirt, and he says, and "He goes. I see. You are the one." they call Tempest, aren't you?
2: Uh, yep. You have me as a disadvantage.
0: Yes.
2: What are you the one called? Wait, that's not right. Anyway. <laughs>
0: I wonder, were you sent here to initiate a change in the narrative, or did the forgetful witch just for? Or neglect to realize she had already used this book. He reaches into his coat and pulls out a, a a a fat metal rod and just kind of twiddles with some settings on it and it starts kind of sparking. He says, "No matter. I've been interested to find out if your powers were genetic in nature. Now is as good a time as any."
2: And oh, he points oh, the rod at oh, you and oh. roll initiative.
3: <laughs> Where oh. Alrighty then <laughs>
2: Roll initiative <Okay. laughs> I got a 17
3: That is a Find it, find it
0: Okay, Um. you got a 17 you said? Yes sir Okay, Tempest
3: Okay, there 17. we go 17 I'm at a nineteen. Well, I'm, I'm going to have you guys roll
0: second because um, you guys are a little bit outside the uh, the two conversations. So oh, you know,
3: okay, my bad. Just... I thought you wanted everybody. I just I'm wanted sorry.
0: to see if Tempest had a chance to to um, act before Doctor Shock
2: blasted him. Ah, oh, crap! This guy—he's—he's <laughs> he's messed up in the head. <laughs> <laughs> Doctor Shock does edged you out on
0: initiative, though. So oh, that's fine um there's a uh, a flash of electricity and um, uh what is your dodge
2: my dodge is a eight okay
0: okay so he had to hit an 18 and he missed a flash of Uh, electricity arcs out from this device in his hand and um, cascades off of one of the huge generators next to you um, but misses you can smell the ozone in the air alright now I'm going to get time slip and uh, jade
3: witch to roll initiative yeah, that's um, that would get us out and get us into things. Yep. Yeah, that's... Uh, oh, boy, that was a horrible roll. I wish I could keep the old one. Uh, <laughs> that would be a seven. So I think I'm going last.
0: Okay, time slip. I rolled a
3: seven
1: as well, which brings
3: me to 26. Oh gosh. See, see see you see how different that is? That's just that's just how it goes. Okay. I do other things, don't pout.
2: <laughs> well the speedster's always gonna go first. I mean that's, yeah, just, yeah. that's, their thing. that's just that's his unless job. there's an evil speedster. True.
0: There's also the uh the old um C's initiative Absolutely. Oh screw it, hero point I'm going first. Yep. <laughs> Alright, so um time slip, it's your turn. Actually no wait. Um let me let me go ahead and let Tempest react first and then we'll we'll do a, a full round after that.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. Tempest
2: Okay, uh I will uh run up and uh run up to him and punch him in the face. Okay. Uh I will all out attack two. And Ooh, that's a good roll. Um, I hit. Uh, bu- 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 I got a 28 to hit. 28 to hit. All right.
0: Um, yeah, that'll hit his parry. Uh, his parry's only a. He only needed a 20 to hit. So go ahead and. Uh,
2: what's your damage, by the way? It's a uh, strength of 12.
0: Okay. So he needs to hit a 27
2: uh, to avoid damage.
0: And he rolls... Uh, he gets a 31 total. So you basically run up and punch him. And he kind of... You, you hit him in the head, and it actually hits one of these bolts on, on his head. And there's just kind of this... Bonk. And, and he kind of staggers back a little bit, and, and he's, he just looks annoyed. <laughs> he pulls his device, and he's just recalibrating. <laughs> All right, so now we get a full then. turn. Time Slip.
1: <laughs> All right, um, Time Slip is going to kind of uh, slow down time and assess the situation a little bit. He decides the best action is to try to distract this guy so that his teammates can then turn around and use that to their advantage. So he's going to speed over to the time machine, get it, get into it, sit there and start with a with a flurry of motions, make it look like he's already plugged in and accessing its programming and uh then he's going to yell out to him well, I've uh, I've already hooked up with with my device here, so guys, just get in the machine and we're ready to go. We can leave this loser behind. And basically, I'm trying to use agile faint to uh, to distract him and make him vulnerable for them.
0: Okay, um, it sounds a little more like a uh, uh, that would actually be a
1: deception check from the description. Uh, right, but I'm using my speed in it, which is, uh, and I have agile Faint, which is yep. basically you use your acrobatics instead of your deception. Right.
0: So um, generally you'd describe that as like some, some way of, of throwing him off balance, but uh, I'll let you basically have like raced past
1: him and, and kind of thrown him off, and you're jumping into the machine going over here. And- yeah, and the idea is that he's, as he's like, you know, rushing to get at me, that leaves him vulnerable to them mm-hmm. to attack.
0: So, in this case, he has to roll a will check against your... What was your, what was your total for your, your your roll? For your uh,
1: acrobatic thing? Uh,
0: not very good. Fourteen altogether.
1: Fourteen together? Yeah. Um, but I'll tell you what, I'll spend one of my hero points there. So you rolled a four? Okay. Yeah. Uh... So that's going to bring it up to uh, twenty-one, actually. Twenty-one. Because I, I spent a hero point to reroll. I rolled eleven this time, so I don't okay. get that plus two. So, um.
0: Okay, he actually does not get. He actually looks over at you and kind of quirks an eyebrow, and he fishes into a pocket and pulls out what looks like a piece of crystal, and he says, I do not think you'll go anywhere without this. Oh. Elf. um, Well, he tried, guys. (laughs) (laughs) And I'll give you a hero point for that one. Um, Time slips, you get a a hero point back for that one. So you pick up to two. Um, Alright, Tempest. Or actually, All right. I'm sorry, I'm, I'm reading out of order. Time slip goes on a 26th, then it's Dr. Shock, and then it's Tempest. Okay. My bad. So he pulls out and taunts you with the with the little crystal, which he drops back into his, his coat pocket, and then he turns and he blasts another lightning bolt at Tempest again. Um.
2: Oh, no, anything but that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um. And, uh, this time I'm, I'm going to say he hits you, uh, looks like, yeah. All right. Um, and you are immune to lightning bolts, aren't you? Yes, I am. All right. So basically the lightning just kind of coruscades over, cascades off of you and like scatters around on the ground and, um, goes in, in the ground and he sort of stops at that and he says, fascinating, reevaluating tactics.
2: And, you uh, keep working on that Spocko.
0: He, he kind of puts the, the rod back up his sleeve and pulls out what looks like a, a vial of some nasty green substance out of his Oh, no, no, I don't like this plan. <laughs> and he's going to take another action. He's going to surge for another action. So, um, Tempest, you get a hero point. Okay. And uh, he throws the vial at you. Roll a. Uh, actually, you know what? This is on an area, so he's just going to hit you. So, what's your dodge? My dodge
2: is 8. 8?
0: Okay. Um, he hits... Uh, let see, has it hit an 18? Yeah, he hits you. Um, the vial kind of shatters um, on your chest, and this like plume of green smoke swirls around you. And... Um, I'm going to ask you you don't have immunity to uh, what, what, what immunities do you have aside from uh, storm damage? just,
2: just uh, lightning and storm damage okay <laughs> um, so, oh and diseases and diseases okay um,
0: The uh, you kind of get, uh, ro- roll a fortitude check and, and tell me if you manage to hold your breath or if you get a lung full of this crap
2: Okay, I got a 16 on the die, so that's 28 total. 28 total. Um, Wow, yeah.
0: Um, You managed to hold your breath. This stuff is kind of burning your eyes, but aside from that, you're not taking any of it in, Um, and it's not hindering you any. So you managed to kind of ignore the effects. Uh, So is it like acid, or... or you're not sure what it is cuz you didn't breathe it in but it's not like Okay, is it, is it, it like burning through his clothes? No, no, but it's sting, it stings your eyes, but that's about it. Okay. You're kind of like bat, you know, brush, you know, mm-hmm. blowing it away with like flapping your hands trying to get it off of you which is this cloud of noxious stuff. Um and then uh it goes down to now it's Tempest's turn. So now it's your turn.
2: Okay, well, I will Run up to him and um, all out attack again. Okay. And, and oh, that's true. I, I had a, my thing was six earlier because I had all out attacked before. Anyway, uh, I'm going to all out attack again and I will click the roll button. Hey, that's a good one. Um, I got a 28 to hit. Okay. You hit a twenty-eight
0: on his parry. That does hit, um,
2: and it's twelve damage. Yeah, I'm just double-checking something.
0: Uh, oh, yeah. So um, you hit him, and there's like a flash of electricity off of his off of his body as like electricity courses through you again. But again, you ignore that, and it's twelve damage. So. He rolls, and he kind of just staggers back a little bit, but he doesn't seem injured. Ah. And and he kind of, like, frowns, and he says, Hmm, looks like I'll require more than one pair of hands to deal with this issue. And um, he... Uh, like gestures with his hand and a flash of lightning shoots out and hits a, a big like metal plate on the wall and you see it kind of uh, trigger a bunch of like vacuum tubes along the wall. They all kind of start lighting up and then this switch kind of goes click and you hear an alarm start going off. Um, and at that alarm you hear uh, noise, stirrings from the city below and you hear uh, um, what sounds like many Morlocks running your way. Oh, joy. All right. Um, and everybody's going to get a hero point for that. And now it is uh, Jade Witch's turn.
3: All right. I have got a, uh, I have an, a power called Ghost Hand, which is a move object of seven... And it's got a really high weight uh, weight cap on it, but it also says it's precise, subtle, and undetectable. Can I pick a pocket with it? Mm-hmm. All right, give me that crystal.
0: <laughs> all right. Well, let's see if we can uh, let's see if you can do it without uh, without tipping him off. Let's let's first of all see if you can hit it. Roll a um, uh, roll a uh, a ranged attack roll. We're basically going to do it as if you were you were trying to disarm him.
3: Okay. So that would be as if it was hm
0: basically just roll a ranged attack with your spell.
3: Yeah, I was going to say that I've got a a mystic bolt for a ranged attack, but I don't think it's going to be you the actually, same your number is that
0: with, it works with your whole magic array, so you should have a plus oh, okay. 8. You have a plus 8 to to roll this one.
3: Okay. Awesome. And ooh, nice. Uh 24. 24
0: total okay. uh, minus 2 that still hits and you let's see I'm gonna take this subtle into account um, you basically wiggle your fingers off to the side and the crystal dances its way out of his pocket and um, drops down below his sight line and and floats over to your hand excellent you managed to get it Um... And uh, that's your standard action. Do you want to take a move action?
3: Mm. Well, I'd better do something to make it look like I didn't do what I just did. I'll, I'll fly and uh, try to get up above things. And uh, it sort of look like I'm trying to, to uh, find a good angle to shoot him from or blast him from, I should say. But I'm not going to actually do it. Because okay. I, I spent my action doing something much cooler. So <laughs>
0: <laughs> Alright, so that's the end of that round. And then on this round, um, Time Slip goes to go first.
1: Okay, well, I am. Last time I, he was trying to basically set up his teammates. Uh, this time he's going to uh, use. Uh, let's see. This time he's going to try to, I suppose, set things up to make it a little easier for himself. Um, so... Oh, you know what? Instead instead of what I was planning on doing, I think what I'll do is I will actually try to uh, start figuring out uh, how to connect my chronometer to this machine since I'm already sitting there, and now that Jade Witch has the crystal, maybe we actually can uh, get out of here. So I'm going to use my jack-of-all-trades to uh, study the machine to see if I can try to figure out a way to hook up my chronometer to it.
0: Okay. Um, All right, so let's see. What's your what skills you have that might work.
1: Um, I was thinking either technology or investigation, either one you wanted me to do. Yep.
0: And then Jack of all trades, just for people who aren't aware of what it is, allows you to use any skill untrained, even skills or aspects of skills that normally cannot be used untrained. So that would give you the ability to use uh, technology even if you're not trained in it, and you would use your...
1: um, you have you actually have a point in there, so you're at plus one. To. And the uh, yeah, and the thematic uh, reason behind it is that you know, with him being able to to uh, manipulate time, he's able to slow it down enough to where he can, uh, you know, w- really work out a, a specific mm-hmm. situation, even though right. he's not usually trained for that. So okay. so that's kind of the idea he- idea right. here. Go ahead um, and uh, start um, start using uh, roll your technology skill. Sure. Wow, unbelievable! I rolled a 19, so <laughs> came together as a 20. Okay, so you're basically clicking away, and
0: as you start flicking switches, you start feeling like you know exactly how this thing works. And the more you start fiddling around with it, the more you start realizing it seems to work exactly the same way, whatever that way is, as your as your chronometer. And, right. Um, it's like you start. Pulling out uh, little um, doodads and and turning dials and switching stuff, and you um, you you've, you've um, you can basically figure out from a a uh, kind of a, a turn dial in front of you a series of dials um, what what the uh, how how far in the future this thing was designed to take the the pilot. And all you have to do is kind of like reverse the direction on a couple of knobs, and you know, and and you've got it set to to go back in time. You're going to need the crystal to unlock, um, uh, or to, or to make a connection. Basically, it's it's to it's power it. is basically, um, it's it's like a capacitor. It basically allows you 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 can hook up your chronometer to it. Your chronometer will power it, but the crystal is there to create the uh, it's like a circuit breaker
1: um sure almost so, like a catalyst right. between the two energies right
0: and uh <laughs> it, it sort of focuses the energy and 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 transforms it to light
1: it seems awesome. like this
0: device is controlled by light
1: yeah you guys would see uh time slips face getting very uh very animated and excited looking as he's uh twirling away at these knobs and he yells out this is just like my device <laughs> All right, and that that was his best uh, Michael J. Fox moment. I guess. <laughs> <laughs>
2: this is easy. <laughs> I know this one. J Doc. No <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> oh man.
0: Anyway, um, okay, so I guess that's time slips action. Um, on an 18, Dr. Shock gets to go. And, um, for those listening on the radio who haven't heard of Dr. Shock, uh, he is actually a character from the Threat Report, uh, published by Green Ronin for Mutants of Masterminds 3rd Edition. And, uh, I thank them again for, um, uh, uh, publishing such an awesome book. But, uh, Dr. Shock is a really fun villain. I encourage you guys all to kind of check out that book. But, anyway, um... Gratuitous Plug Over. Um, I've used it myself. Yeah. (laughs) It's a great book. I love it. Um, So the... uh, Doctor kind of turns and sees you flick around with a switch, and he kind of reaches over to um, pat his pocket and looks alarmed as he suddenly realizes he's lost the crystal. Um, He turns and recognizes who has it he glances up at at, uh, um, Jade Jade Witch and he says you! and he holds out his hand and that little rod kind of pops back into his hand and he fires off a blaze of electricity at you
2: I'm going to interpose alright
0: you interpose and you're immune so you don't have to roll a toughness check Yep. always the best combination thank you <laughs> thank sure. you
3: very much
2: that's why I bought the feet.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> dun dun, dun. alright
0: so you've interposed uh, between Dr. Shock and Jade Witch and he, he's he's kind of looks frustrated uh, now like he wasn't expecting you guys to be any trouble at all now you're giving a pain in the ass alright Tempest it's your action
2: okay uh I will power attack uh-huh and see if I can put the hurt on him okay okay that's a seventeen on the die so that's a fifth, becomes fifteen plus eight is twenty three so uh twenty three to hit
0: twenty three to hit
2: That'll definitely hit him. Okay, so uh, with the power attack, it's now uh, 14 damage. 14 damage. Okay. So he has to beat a uh,
0: 29. 14? Yes. 15. Um, so. Alright. Wham, there's a flash of sparks as you hit him, and he kind of staggers back, and this time he actually takes a bruise. He's at a minus one. Um he gnashes his teeth and
2: he's like Blast you. Well you tried that, actually it didn't work. <laughs>
3: mm-hmm. <laughs> That's right, rub his nose in it. He loves that. <laughs> yeah.
2: Well,
0: sure. Oh, gosh. Um, he keeps rolling really well for his toughness checks, though. Um, Alright, so um, that was Tempest action. And yep. now it is time for the Morlocks to arrive. Um, suddenly, um, plates in the floor flip up and... Um, Uh, mollocks pour out of them and also drop down from pipes and areas above and uh, drop into the area there are now a dozen of these creatures here and um, we're going to say that uh, four of them each kind of break off and and go after each one of you so um, we're going to start with uh, Tempest and four of them are going to try and dogpile you uh, they're going to try and grapple you together. Um, so they each have to hit your uh, your your parry. So um, what is your parry again?
2: It's an 8 right now. It's an 8. Okay. So let's see. All
0: right. Okay. So they have to hit an 18, so that means they have to roll back. Okay. One hit, one miss, one hit, and one miss. So two of them hit, which means that uh, that one is going to get an extra plus two, it looks like, to his effect value. So he's going to try and grab you, which basically means you have to roll a resistance check against his strength plus ten. So actually okay. plus, plus 12 in this case. So,
2: so am I rolling my toughness or my strength? Strength. Um, well, actually, you get to roll your strength or your dodge, whichever is higher. Uh, my strength is higher. So I, however, rolled really poorly, so I'll spend a hero point to re-roll that. Okay. And so 15 and 12 is 27. So I got a 27.
0: All right. Yeah, you, you're you're ignoring his. Uh, you basically they they try and grab onto you, and they're like grabbing. A one grabs around around your leg, and one grabs around your arm, and kind of like shaking them off, like you know, o- overly playful dogs. Um, yeah, they they didn't have a chance there. Um, from this point forward, we're also going to treat the Morlocks as 100% um, uh, minions. So. If you guys want, you can take 10 on attack checks with them. You can also uh, assume that they will not be rolling criticals anymore. Kai.
3: Okay. okay.
0: All right, so that's um, four of them. The next uh, four um, are kind of dropping down from above. Two of them grab onto the edges of a net and are going to try a combined attack on uh, Jade Witch to try and snare her in a net again. Um,
3: again with the net.
0: Again with the net. What is it with you people... Alright, um, Jade Witch, what is your dodge? Let's see, your dodge is it's a. A
3: seven. seven.
0: Um, actually, technically, this is a parry since it's a melee, but it's the same thing. So, um, In this case, they miss. Okay. Um, okay. You can, Good. You can describe how you dodge nimbly out of the way. Kind of like that. <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. Um, Alright, so... (laughs) Like that? Yeah, kind of like that. Okay. Just want to make sure I got that right. right. Mm Alright, um... Alright, so we've got the... Those two, um, then... Three of the others are going to try and... Do ranged attacks... Whoops. Miss. Miss. Now they're rolling like minions. Miss. okay. Um, they, they start throwing, um, tools at you, um, like screwdrivers and hammers and things, um, but, uh, they, they don't seem to have a, uh, like ranged weapons, uh, as far as guns or bows and arrows, at least not with them. All right, um. Then four of them rush at uh, time slip and are going to try and grapple him and pull him off of the time machine.
1: Um, time slip, what's your parry again? 13 when I'm speeding. Okay. But you could say that I'm stationary at the moment since I'm in the machine, which would bring it down to a four. Four? Okay. Um.
0: I'll, I'll I'll allow you to not be if you want to get up and move around, but um, it's up to you if you want to take a uh, complication for that. I'll I'll give you a hero point.
1: Sure, I'll take the hero point. Okay.
0: All right. So they're gonna.
1: <laughs> really?
0: That's a miss. Okay. <laughs> that's a hit. Uh, six plus six that's a twelve. Um, that's a miss. That's a hit. So two hits. Three heads. So um that's three. Okay. Um the one gets like a plus five to his uh, effect value to hold you, so you are going to roll a grab
1: resistance check using either your dodge or your strength right now. Okay. I will go with dodge as I'm fairly dodgy. Okay. Not in the in the British sense of the term. Um <laughs> and we got eight oh yay i got a total of 11 to my 13 brings it up to 24 24 okay um
0: yeah you, you managed to squirm your way out of the grap. so basically they're all like like piling up on top of you. you're kind of climbing out of the dog pile as as they're <laughs> tackling on top of you. you kind of like wind up standing on top of them um, sure <laughs> it's, it's like they're,
1: it was, they're, they're it's like piled on each other moment. <laughs> yeah they're like piled on each other banging away at what they think is me underneath but it's actually the guy that was the first one to jump on me cause I'm cause I'm standing behind them with my arms crossed just looking at them tear each other apart just like shaking my head alright
0: that was uh that was that was the Morlocks action on, on 16 so now we go down to uh Jidwitch, it's your turn.
3: So these, uh, this, this pile of Morlocks—they're in the machine, they're beside it, they're on top of it. Where, where are they? They're kind of exactly? piled up on
0: top of it, trying to trying to get it, uh, trying to get it, um, Tolly's character a time slip, and uh, he managed to squirm out of there.
3: They need. To, you remember that ghost hand that move object. Uh-huh. Um, I need to. I need to instead of going the precise route this time, I need to go the 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 big the strong route and just sweep those guys out of there because they're in the way.
0: Okay. Now, generally, uh, your ghost hand only affects one person, but you have the option of power stunting and going for for more than one person uh, with either mm-hmm. an area effects option or. Um, you could power stunt for a different uh, um, extra on it or not? Yeah, like a one point extra, and um, do uh, uh, takedown, and basically, uh, let's see. Your wait, does your ghost hand actually do damage? I
1: forget. Let's see.
3: I am not sure if it does or not. I I know that it's pretty strong, Mm -hmm. but I don't. It doesn't seem to be an attack.
1: Right. If you use it to throw them, you can do. Throwing damage that way, but um, but as far as like damaging uh, by itself, move object doesn't do any specific damage just right. by using you, it on somebody. Yeah, you have to have the extra to do damaging with it.
3: Um, okay, all I really so, want to do is just get them off the. Machine. Get them out of there.
1: Yeah. So, so probably an area attack version. Yeah.
3: So, that works for me. All right. So basically, you're just kind of
1: sweeping them,
0: like, area effect to, uh, attack on them.
3: Mm-hmm. Um,
0: James doing a really quick.
1: Calculation on this. Doo, doo, doo. Trying to remember. Let's see. Maybe even perception. That way, you can kind of. Uh... Well, she's only got seventeen points
0: to really play with here. So um, I'm, I'm double checking. Uh, let's see. Wait a minute. Nope. Twenty four points. The uh, the 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 slot actually has. Uh, you can you can do an alternate effect on on your more expensive powers and do 24 points. So that um, we should be able to do area
3: Or you know, I do have one other thought if um if all of them have piled up on one guy that they think is time slip but really isn't. Can I just grab that guy? Well, cuz this- the others are all sticking to him. <laughs>
0: Well, in this case, um, you can actually do an area effect. Um, you'll need to do another uh, extra on there to do um, a selective so you don't accidentally grab uh,
2: a the machine. time slip
0: as well in the machine. Um, but what you can do is reduce your defenses. Basically, say it's distracting. Um, so you can get that uh, minus one... Flaw on there that'll balance the plus one extra. So you can basically say you're going to sweep the area, um, which you have the points to do, and then um, balance another extra with another flaw. And and basically say your defenses, uh, your active defenses will drop by half, but uh, you'll be able to sweep them all out without sweeping the machine or Tali out of the way.
3: Okay. However however you think the numbers come out the best, Um, I believe you. All right.
0: In this case, Um, they have to roll a resistance check against a 17, um, that's two failures, uh, fourth guy makes it, and the fifth guy doesn't. So this is, I'm going to say this is kind of just kind of brushing everybody in the way, you're not like grabbing and grappling them, so you're just kind of brushing them along, so you're just kind of doing a quick throw action. And um, so one guy manages to grab onto the thing, and he's actually kind of resisting it. Um, so it's his he's going to roll a strength check versus the strength of it, and he rolls a 20 total. Uh, it's a 17. So he manages to hold onto the machine and not get thrown, but the other four guys just kind of go <laughs> and fly off uh, into the darkness.
3: Okay. One is definitely better than a big pile.
0: Nope. <laughs> So that's eliminating one, two, three characters. All right. Let's see. That was Jade Witch's turn, which brings us around to time slip again.
1: Okay. um, Since they're minions, I'm going to... I do have takedown. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm going to uh, kind of... Now, how many do we have left, first of all? Um, Well, let's see. Out of of the first dozen, she eliminated three of them, so there's nine left. Nine. Okay. Well, I'm going to go, and since it looks like she's got a good handle on that group, I'm going to go to help Tempest with his group and uh, just start slamming into them one at a time. Basically, like, you know, I'm running in, I punch one... uh, in the side, I'd do a, you know, clothes hanger on the next one, is, is the idea here, so... Okay.
0: Um,
1: there's also, so, of
0: course, the, the the five that were attacking Jade Witch, too, so... Um, it's up to you if you want to go after the ones that were after her, or the ones... Because they all kind of landed on the ground after doing their attacks
1: on her. Right. Or there's, or there's um, the, the five that are... Or the four, rather, that are going Well, after. yeah, with, with, the, with five of them being on her, that's probably where he would go to... Okay. to try to be the most help so uh i'll just start with the first one um and I, I, I tell you what i'll take with with the with takedown
0: it's a it's a feat or an advantage rather i keep forgetting we don't call them feats anymore it's so much- yeah, i do that too <laughs> <laughs> i know it's not a feat it's an advantage um but it's so much easier to say feat um, so, in this case, the first rank allows you to um, uh, attack anyone within range and adjacent to the previous target's location. So, as long as they're kind of lined up. So, you can get four of them that are kind of gathered around each other. You can run up to them and, like, go pow and, like, attack all four of them. Uh, sure. Basically, for each each one that fails their resistance check, um, then, you you know, then the next one has to roll. Uh, it's basically, you have the option... Um, you can roll an attack roll for each of them if you want, or you can just say I'm going to take ten on
1: the attack if you want. Well, I tell you, I tell you what I'm going to do is I just I already rolled the first attack, but then I'll take ten on the rest. Um, but the first one I did actually roll my first natural twenty of the night. So
2: okay, uh, <laughs>
0: so
1: twenty nine together all all together to hit plus uh plus the bonus I guess. All right, right. twenty nine, and the Morlocks are. Uh... Uh, let's see. They have a
0: parry of 4, so there are 14 to hit, so you hit it by 15. You definitely get your full plus 5 for the multi-attack. That was your multi-attack, right?
1: Yeah, and yeah, and then it's also a
0: crit. So, mm, so it's plus 10. So what's your normal damage with that? 5, so, so it bring it up to 15. Yeah. <laughs> so that's <have> <laughs> a 30 um so and that's a three on the die so first
1: guy gets a toughness check of nine total so he misses up by 21 so (laughs) i slam into him the hardest you know like kind of with the clothesline and then just start uh since since they're all kind of bunched up there trying to attack uh jade Witch, i'm gonna take a 10 on the rest of them to try to hit um okay uh so that makes your attack roll a what uh 19 okay so
0: nineteen um, versus their fourteen means you hit them by five, which is plus one
1: success level, which gives you plus basically two damage for each, right? Um, uh, there, there wouldn't be any extra bonus for the multi-attack, but uh, but my but my regular damage for that attack is a five. So, but you beat you beat your target difficulty number of hitting them by five, so you'd get a plus two. Uh,
0: you wouldn't oh, okay. get a plus five; you'd get the plus two. So, okay. Um, Uh, Basically, so your damage is a a 7, right?
1: Sure, yeah. Okay.
0: Um, So 7 plus 15 is a 22. So they're going to each roll. So uh, bad guy number 2. Let's see. I roll a 22 on a toughness of 6. That's a fail. Um, Fail. And... Success. So you you took three of them out. Sure. And the last guy rolled a uh, nineteen
1: and didn't and didn't get taken out. <laughs> sure, absolutely. And I look over to Jade Witch and I say, uh, "One good turn deserves another." And kind of give her a wink. Thank you, dear. And then turn back to the bad guys and with my hands up in a in a boxing kind of position. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, time
0: slips action done that means it's Dr. Shock's turn Um, he just sort of scowls and and says "Bother! I will not allow you to simply take the machine I have not finished uncovering its principles yet I will simply have to destroy it and rebuild it from scratch.
1: Oh, Peach. Sucks for you. I figured it out pretty quick. <laughs> <laughs> and he
0: blasts the, um, the the ground underneath or the, the grating underneath the uh, Can I interpose that? Uh, interpose it? Uh, sh- sure.
2: Cool. You only get to do that once per round, though. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> Well, that's our ride home.
3: So. <laughs> You're like, yeah, it's no no kinda no no kinda <laughs> That's
0: not important. So we actually have this this if I'm um, just imagining if this were a comic book, it's like every time he goes to reach out and blast there's this th- this identical picture like <laughs> photocopied image of <laughs> like <laughs> uh, Tempest blocking the lightning bolt with just different people in the background.
3: <laughs> it's like zap zap zap. And he's got that same annoying look on his face like, "Oh <laughs> It's still kinda, me! <laughs> kind of like those
1: old uh, Marvel cartoons from the 60s where they would oh, reuse yeah. the same scenes over and over. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. So that's, um...
0: Uh, he, he He's like, out of my way, you
2: fool! You know, we did try talking first. You're the one who resorted to violence. even though, yay, violence.
3: I know, but you know, he didn't say that. He didn't actually yell his battle cry. He just, he, he just, you know, resorted to violence, but, um, not immediately.
2: Yep. Okay. Tempest, it's your turn. Okay. Uh, I am gonna run over to Dr. Shock and I am going to try to grab him and then I'm going to try to throw him. Okay. Uh, I'll, extra effort for another thing if I hit and grab him and stuff. Okay. Okay, so first, the roll to hit him is a 16 plus 8 is 24. Okay, that, I believe, hits him. Let me double check.
0: Uh, you're hitting his parry. Yep, he only has his he, Yep, you only needed a 20 to hit him.
2: Okay. Um uh, I would like to just throw him as far across the room as possible so that we can all get in our Let's see nice if We have a time.
0: successful grab here. He's gonna roll oh, a strength right. check against your uh, against your strength or dodge. Let's see what's his best option here His best option is a dodge what's your strength?
2: Uh, my strength is 12, and I have improved hold, so he's at a minus five penalty on checks. That's actually
0: um, that's actually once you get a successful ah. grab. Um, so on on future s-
2: transactions, that would be true.
0: But in this case, it doesn't matter because he's only got um, you. He had to beat a 22, and mm-hmm. he only got a 17. So you managed to success- successfully grab him, and you kind of pick him up, and you're just throwing him.
2: Yeah, just as far across the room as possible. So you're not so really
0: focused on damage, you're just trying to get him away. Yeah. Okay, so you basically throw him out into the darkness over the city. Sure. Since <laughs> this isn't really a room, you're like standing on a pedestal. It looks like you're on top of a building under this, you know, huge...
2: Oh, great, then I can throw him yeah. really far.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, what is your strength? A 12 minus... My strength Minus is the weight of a man, um, we have... About two ranks for, for that, if I remember correctly, yeah. So that's a distance of ten, which technically means about four miles, unless he hits something first, which he will. <laughs> so you basically <laughs> throw him off, and there's like this crackling spark like that recedes into the distance, and he kind of fades from view as you throw him away. <laughs> All right. Thank you.
2: All right, you search okay. for an action, so
0: you're fatigued.
2: Uh, yeah, I'll spend one of my hero points so I'm not fatigued. Okay. And then...
0: So I've got three left. That's the end of your action? Yep. Okay. So the next... are the Morlocks who get to go, and that's the, uh... Well, um... Let's see. They all kind of look at you and look out into the distance where you just threw, (laughs) um... The, uh... Uh... Dr. Shock, and they all kind of look at each other, and they start barking and, and, and snarling at each other, and um, they all kind of pull back uh, and look like they're like reorganizing, but they kind of disappear and scramble off of the edges of the platform that you're on and kind of disappear out of sight. Um, but you still hear them scrambling around in the darkness, but uh, you, you can't see them at the moment. They... Uh, basically used hide in plain sight to disappear into the shadows. Okay.
1: Nice.
3: How about we get on the bus, guys?
0: Yes. All, all aboard! Alright, Jade Witch, you've got the
2: crystal. I assume you hand it off to uh,
0: Time yeah.
3: Slip. Yeah. Give it to Time Slip because he seems to know what he's doing.
2: We all jump in the... you know, cram ourselves on in the, the time machine. All right, because this one is not bigger on the inside. Nope,
0: <laughs> right. this one doesn't have an inside.
1: <laughs> he looks back at the two of them and says, "Well, you know, with uh, with enough time, you can figure anything out." And then uh, takes the crystal and places it into the uh, the catalyst chamber. There, Shek. it starts flickering and glowing. And you plug in
0: your uh, your control. Um, Yeah, my chronometer,
1: chronometer. plug it in, and uh, start manipulating the dials. uh.
0: And since we are dealing with the slightly abridged version of the story, we will have you, uh, instead of uh, the rest of the book, we
1: will kind of skim ahead to... I look back to the others and I say, "We're just going to skip to the good part." <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right, you. There's, there's uh, a flash of light and the world around you starts changing and distorting, and you kind of pull up above the uh, the ground and you see the mountains rising and falling, and um, you see airplanes floating backwards as the city rises up, you know, from crumbling ruin around you to becoming. Um, uh, 1895 London um, and uh, the the building that you're in kind of like rises up around you and then you see all of these uh, dusty you know uh, laboratory implements growing cleaner and cleaner as the dust fades away from time and and the time machine comes to a stop in in your laboratory uh, arriving just three hours after you originally left.
2: So, are we in the laboratory? Yeah. You are now. You are now in the laboratory of
0: the time. The, the, the time travelers' workshop. And um, uh, at this point, uh, um, you know, there, there's kind of a thump as you all s- stop here, and um, uh, the door opens up, and uh, you see a servant looking down, going, "Sir."
1: Was that you? Uh, it's me. It's like, <laughs> kind of wave out of the machine. It's like, oh,
0: dear! I, I, I didn't know you were down here. I, I came earlier looking for you. Uh, we, we've, we've already started dinner. If you wish to clean yourself up, the uh, guests are already here.
1: Start turns and looks at the other two. Shrugs his shoulders. Says, uh. Yeah, dinner sounds good. What are we having, (laughs) Jeeves?
0: You guys, you guys step out from the laboratory, kind of dusting yourselves off, um, and uh, you see a bunch of like 1890s British, you know, kind of well-to-do folk, you know, standing up from the table, you know, and one fellow uh, runs over and he says, "Did it work? The time machine? Did it work?" tell me it was a great adventure
1: oh it was definitely that <laughs> he's looking at them he doesn't quite know what to how far to go or what to say like he's he's trying to gauge their reactions <laughs> at which point um
0: the uh the the world around you starts to flicker and you start seeing these weird patches again of uh, of like the uh um, the words and the editing, and then kind of hear a rustling of pages as as things begin to pale around you, and then there's a um, a flickering of pseudo movement in the world around you, and you and and suddenly the temperature changes. You can you can smell the air again, being different, and you stagger a little bit as you feel a lurching sensation. And you find yourselves all standing
2: in the library again.
1: Oh, looks like rewrites.
2: <laughs> I just had the strangest dream. And you were there. No, wait, no, we were there.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> and, um.
3: Phew. Uh,
0: you're. You, you find yourself, um, standing there and, um, uh, a lean handsome black man steps forward it's the the man that you saw in the hologram earlier the uh the 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 word image and uh he sort of smiles and he's putting his coat back on shrugging back into it um and he says
2: welcome back
3: hey, thank you very a, much <laughs> yes it's good to be you. back
2: there's a supervillain. she stuck a supervillain in that book too who we did not bring with us, because he was very rude. <laughs>
0: he, he tilts his head and he says, interesting. I assume that uh, once you passed through the story, the narrative ended. So, technically he should be free as well, assuming he survived his encounters there. He may not have appeared here. He may have appeared where he was last lost. Oh, I'd, foo. I hadn't considered him in my calculations when forming the ritual
1: here. Okay. Well, those Englishmen should be happy because I don't think he would have made a very good dinner guest.
0: Hmm. He sort of looks and then he he says, oh, well. Unfortunately, uh, it seems that I I need to go. There is an emergency call in in New York that I must attend to. But I'm glad that uh, you and your friends were able to get through the uh, time machine without uh, too much trouble, and he picks up—he's—he's um, like—you're all—you find yourselves all standing in a magic circle, and he kind of leans over and picks up uh, a small paperback book, and he tosses it to uh, Time Slip. He says, "There you go, in case you uh,
1: want a memoir of your experiences." Never been much of a reader, but hey, it's always a, always a new day. Good time to start, I suppose. I'm just glad she didn't read Twilight.
3: <laughs> oh God! <laughs> oh, <laughs> must go, vomit.
0: All right, and um, he 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 nods and and um, turns uh, and slips behind the. Uh, one of the, the secret panels behind the, the bookcases here and, and leaves. And just as he's leaving, um, a door opens up and you hear uh, feet running on the, the metal steps that connect uh, the bottom floor to this floor. And uh, you guys turn around and see um, Tabitha running into the room looking kind of panicked and out of breath. And um, she looks at you guys and she says, It's a disaster.
3: What, what what's a
2: disaster? What's
0: a disaster? <laughs> she um, pulls you guys over to a window and points out at the streets below, and um, you guys see uh, what looked like a, um, a group of, of men in in um, like gang colors. Uh, you, um, Tempest, kind of recognizes these guys as some of the uh, torchbearers who like to flaunt their 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 colors they're kind of the local terrorist slash gang organization um, but there are hundreds of them on the street below um, they, there's apparently a riot going they're throwing firebombs at cars and um, smashing windows she goes you guys were gone for just like two hours and the place went to hell wow And okay
3: um, sheesh and, uh what are, what are they rioting about?
2: I have no idea, but oh, they just like to riot and stuff. They're cranky and evil. <laughs> <laughs> like
0: I don't Crate. know, I think it might have something to do with the new
2: uh hospital that just opened up.
0: She turns and she says some sort of metahuman thing. Oh
3: jeez. Peachy.
0: And uh at that we're going to call tonight's episode done. It's only two hours and 49 minutes. I hope that's long enough for everybody. But I can feel my voice starting to go, so I better call it while we can. <laughs> sure. <laughs> but, um, so, tonight's adventure, you guys managed to rescue uh, Time Slip from uh, the time machine. And, uh... We're, yay. yay! We're gonna call tonight's episode, um... Uh, all the way since you guys went all the way into the future Nice to to find your friend how far will you go all the way
1: time flip was hoping when Tabby busted in and said it was a disaster that she was just talking about the book because (laughs) (laughs) you know at at least that way the worst he has to worry about is spoiler alerts exact spoilers
0: (sighs) alright let's see that was we need to go to the journal so add a new journal entry for each of you that's all the way back, and we will call that uh, we'll call that one PowerPoint for tonight's adventure,
1: and since it was a little shorter. Sure. Um, I think uh, I'm going to start banking some points and start uh, adding some speed stunts, some actual uh, like my speed power into an array throw in some some pre-written speed stuff
2: Okay.
3: yeah I'm still banking mine too Uh, this makes three for me
2: yeah I'm gonna bank as well I'm saving up for something big though I'm not sure what it's gonna be yet
3: You'll know it when you see it. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah. All
0: right. So, anything in particular you guys uh, found were, were um, like, confusing moments or anything you want to talk about rules-wise or character development that you'd like to do for next time? Um, is there any uh, abilities you'd like to... But I, I know that um, Tali just mentioned he was talking about... Uh, Buying some new speed stunts. Was anybody else thinking about maybe trying to learn something different with their character, or they're pretty much still happy with just banking those points? And
3: I'm pretty happy with banking. Yeah. yeah,
1: I'm just Sorry. pretty happy with my character in 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 general. Okay. Yeah, I dig it.
0: It's uh, Tempest.
2: Uh, yeah, I'm I'm thinking about. Uh, saving up for like uh, some kind of uh, like magical weapon or uh, or something like that Okay. or maybe just getting a bunch of strength stunts, I haven't decided
0: okay alright, so um, everybody's going to do a big spendy kind of thing, trying to save up some money um, next episode, we're going to see who can join us. Um, I'd like to try and get uh, um, Alex and, and uh, Jason back if we can. I know Jason hasn't been here for a few episodes. Um, uh, but uh, he is now at a new school teaching at a, a new college, and they are apparently uh, taking up a lot more of his time than, uh, than at the previous college. So he is, he is very busy right now. Um, uh, so we may or may not be able to get him back uh, for the next one. Hopefully, soon. I- I'd like to get him back into the game. Uh, the Lamplighter was a fun character. I'd like to see more of him. And Alex, hopefully, we can uh, get him to uh, come back for another one. I know he enjoyed it a lot. And he's definitely having fun with mutants and masterminds. It sounds like he's already running it for his home group. So excellent. That's uh, yeah. One more, one more success, one more win story there. <laughs> um, and let's see I think uh, aside from that, I think that wraps up uh, kind of the the brief introduction we had to the Octoberman next episode we should be able to depending on who can be there uh, really open up and do a really big superhero kind of focused scene so uh, one thing I'm going to ask the players to kind of talk about for their next time since we're going to have a big public display of, of super heroics, i think uh it's about time their their characters got a uh, uh a name for their team so you may want to talk to you know each other and and kind of come up with that that cool name so that we can see what the uh the beacon city heroes are, are going to be called by the media and, and whatnot so um,
1: I'll let you guys discuss that
2: via
0: sure.
1: email and you can keep me in the sure. loop if you want to, or just surprise me. It's up to you guys. And you, you asked, uh, you know, something maybe that we'd like to see eventually pop in. Um, one thing that I've always been fascinated with in superhero uh, stories is the is the trickster god mm-hmm. type type uh, character. You know, be it. Somebody like the Impossible Man, or, or more literally, somebody like Loki, or, or you know, Mr. Uh, I, I'm, I'm butcher the name, but Mr. Uh, Mitsoplidok. Uh,
2: like.
1: Yeah. <laughs> At least depending, the, on, uh, depending on who. You, there are many spellings, actually. <laughs> right. Uh, but yeah, I, I love those ki- types of characters who uh, they're not necessarily um, trying to harm the players, but they're causing lots of mischief. Mm-hmm.
0: yeah those are fun I tend um, I, I do use them uh, occasionally in my home games uh, the only reason I haven't really done a lot with that kind of character um, is is they tend to be a little mechanics light and with the podcast I'm trying to kind of showcase how the mechanics of mutants and masterminds work but um, right. actually I think I can uh, I think we can accommodate that request Um you know, Not, no, next episode, nothing in, in the near future in, yeah, at all. But... in the coming episodes, I think we can yeah. come
2: up with something that will uh, that will be entertaining for you. Um, yeah. Well, Bookbinder is kind of a trickster type. Mm-hmm. If we, um, though, she's. I uh, mean, the entire, as, entire as part of the tonight, Yeah,
0: the entire yeah. scenario yeah.
2: tonight was was basically like something plick would
0: do, forcing people That's to true. play through mm-hmm. one of these kind of scenarios.
1: Yeah, doesn't doesn't put you specifically. Uh, like you know, there's not a specific attack against you, but it puts you in a situation where you can kind of find trouble yourself. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, I know, I know. Me as a player, I try to, uh, I try to showcase as much uh, as far as mechanics and stuff. Trying to do all those different parts of the character sheet, and I hope that's coming through uh, for the listeners as well.
0: Yeah, I try to um, give you guys as many opportunities as I can. I like the, I like the way. um I like the way that uh, you guys tackle problems in different different ways. It's kind of fun hearing, uh, you know, different people approaching. And it's like, well, I'm going to try and think my way through this and do some different power stuns. And then, you know, there's Rick over there going, I'm jumping in front of the shotgun blast again. You know? <laughs> or in <the, laughs> this case, the lightning blast. And, uh,
1: you know, kind of more brute force, you know, I'm going to hit it harder. I'm going to hit it even harder. <laughs> well, you know, and that's that's one of those great things that can happen in play is, you know, most of these characters, the way Mutants and Masterminds is designed, they ha- they all have very definitive strengths and, and usually some sort of weakness as well. So, uh during a battle when you can uh figure out what the the main attack is and that you know, in in his case where he was immune to it, that really put him in a position to shine as a superhero where he could uh you know use his his immunity to the fullest where you know usually in most situations he couldn't necessarily show that part of his character sheet off right so it
0: while it, he is it really durable he would still be you know each each of those times he was making that uh that that uh diving in front of the attack type um that interpose feet he would he'd would still be rolling toughness checks against that so it would be it would be and
2: it uh, could start there. to
0: hurt yeah yeah. So, um you know, conceivably there's a trade-off there, but when you have that immunity, that is something that the the GM kind of needs to be aware of when he's when he's designing his scenarios and and picking his villains so yeah there there was a little bit of uh, James kind
1: of preparing for that interesting and and yeah, and the other side of that is as the GM, you could actually do the opposite and structure your villains to where they specifically work around your character's strengths mm-hmm. and things of that nature too so
0: well one of the one of the things i did tonight was um you know because you were fighting off of a uh, fighting against a villain who stinks on his feet you know he's very intelligent i decided that uh you know he would power stunt uh, some some sort of alternate uh descriptors for his attacks with the with the uh, various inventions he could have at his disposal and that was pretty much just uh you know, I mean, for, for uh, play, you know GMs out there, one of the easiest things to do is just say, here's a hero point, I'm going to make this guy slightly more dangerous this round. And, um, you know, just pull something that, that matches the character's M.O., but that didn't necessarily have to be written down on the character sheet. So, like, I didn't have an Affliction written up for him in advance. I just kind of decided, well... We're gonna we're gonna make this like a power stunt, and we're just gonna call it you know a, a chemical attack instead of a uh, a lightning attack.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And uh, so that was that was pretty uh, that was that was pretty on on the fly type thinking, and and that's that's the kind of thinking that makes the the ease of being able to do something like that is what you know kind of hero point mechanics are, are based around that that uh, that you know here I'm gonna cheat a little bit, but here's a point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So um, that's kind of one of the uh, the fun bits that that gives the GM the chance to challenge his players, um, despite you know maybe players having really good roles or something like that. You know sometimes it's time for the GM to just cheat a little bit, give them a hero point, and uh, and, and
1: and pull something pull something new out of the air. Yeah, it's really a strength of the system, I believe. Yeah.
3: Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I'm used to thinking of those hero points and similar mechanics as being really just a way to, uh, to re-roll if you get a one. Mm-hmm. You know? But there's so much more you can do with it right. to set up the way it is here. Mm-hmm. It, it, it gives you a lot of uh, flexibility because you can't think of everything when you're riding an adventure. You know, you really can't. And and if you get into a situation where you've realized you've kind of left out a big, major, important thing that you need to address, well, you've got you have enough wiggle room in the system mm-hmm. that you can still deal with it.
0: Yep, absolutely. And again, I want to thank uh, Green Ronin for publishing the threat reports. And um, you know, I, I I just used one of the villains tonight. Um, and uh, uh, Doctor Shock is one of the first sets of stat blocks that I saw but um, uh, when I was uh, originally doing some of the early play test uh, demos that we were doing for the Vigilance Press podcast, um, John was kind enough to send me some stat blocks just to let me uh, preview some of the characters before any of them had been released and um, that was one of the first ones I got to see and it's so much more entertaining when you see the stat blocks in context with the the character write-up with, you know, the you know, the artwork and everything else. So, I mean, when I first saw him, um, you kind of look at it and you go, oh, okay, mad scientist with lightning, and he's pretty durable. And then you you look at the story behind the character, and it's like, oh, he's like Frankenstein gone horribly, horribly wrong. <laughs> <laughs> and he's awesome. <laughs>
3: Yeah, it's amazing the difference a neck bolt can make. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just livens him right up. Yep.
2: Yeah. Yeah, no, I really like Dr. Shock. He's
1: a great villain. Yep. I believe that PDF right now is actually on sale as well through RPG now. Um the last time I checked, I'm I'm playing in a campaign of the uh we're doing the, the Emerald Knights campaign that Green Green Ronin released. Mm-hmm. And uh, the GM has brought in some of those characters from the Threat Report, like he brought in Sleepwalker, who I really enjoyed a lot. Mm-hmm. And uh, that 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 PDF is actually linked to our game table. And if you look at it, it's it says right now that it's on sale. So very cool. And anybody out there that's interested, go check it out you can get it uh, at a reduced price currently. Cool. Very cool. Thanks for the tip.
0: <laughs> All right. Well. Uh, thanks everyone for tuning in and uh, thank you guys for showing up Uh, once again check us out at EtherCon coming up in November uh, the the weekend of 16th through the 18th you don't need to travel anywhere all you need is um, like a headset for your computer and uh, do feel free to sign up for a demo game if you want to play and you want to play with either me or Tali and encounter the the, uh, some of the characters from Black Chapter and some of the characters from six gun. So, um, we'll be taking three to four players for each of the demos, um, because we're trying to keep the demos running about an hour each. So, uh, they'll be short, but fun. Um, and, uh, you'll definitely have time before and after to talk to us and ask questions and find out more about the products and more about vigilance press. Absolutely. So, uh, hope to see you guys then and i will let everybody know when we have a new podcast coming up uh you guys can keep a, an eye on the vigilance press.com uh or on, on our twitter vigilance press or um you can just uh keep an eye on your your itunes uh uh feed for 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 this podcast so thank you again for for listening thank you guys for uh a fun game, I had fun, I hope you guys did too and uh, Absolutely. loads mm-hmm,
3: awesome. definitely
0: and uh we'll we'll be back next time until then, stay vigilant stay, stay vigilant. vigilant.
3: <laughs>